This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, the live Saturday edition, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free, 800-259-9231. Bring up whatever's on your mind. That's 1-800-259-9231. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, we give them away completely free for you. Unlike those other radio talk show hosts, they want to charge you for access to their websites. Head over to freetalklive.com and experience it on us. Starting things out here tonight with a story from Indianapolis, since we've got WXNT on board with us this evening. Many of you listening might have already heard about this story, but uh, in the rest of the country, not so much. Thelman Green, the cigar-chomping uh, old man who for the past seven years has lived happily in a Chevrolet van, is being ordered to move by the Marion County Health Department. Cheryl Crumb of the department's housing division visited Green's Digs on Thursday and pronounced the arrangement, quote, not a healthy place to live. In, <laughs> it beats not having a place to live. Right. Well, now he's being evicted from his van. Yeah, well, I realize it's not healthy, but it's better than sleeping in the cold. Well, it gets I'm, a little cold in Indy this time of year. I'm sure the government has a solution for this old man, Mark. In his gentle way, Green pronounced Crumb's ruling bull, but was resigned to it. He says, I'll just find me another place, he said on Friday while on his morning walk. One option for Green, says Melissa Eisel, a department, uh, health department social worker, would be government-subsidized senior apartments. Because, by the way, uh, Thelman is either 93 or 86. People aren't really too sure how old this guy is. But is he not not sure? I, I don't know. Maybe I, He must not be. They, ha- they had to have interviewed him to do this particular article. He's just taking so. a poke at it. <laughs> uh, either way, <laughs> he's up there in the years, and he's living in a van. Uh, Green said Friday he detested apartment living. He says, too many people too close by. He'd have a choice where he lives, said Isol, adding that there were some houses with subsidies that Green might qualify for. There's some housing right in his neighborhood, she said. Now, again, he's either 93 or 86. He's a longtime fixture in the area uh, around College Avenue for, having, uh, for years, having made his living repairing kitchen appliances. He was the subject of an Indianapolis Star story on Tuesday that described his unconventional yet fulfilling life. No income, but social security of a different kind. A huge social network of neighborhood folks who look out for him and provide for him. Now, now where's the van parked? Uh, you'll find out that here okay. in, in a few moments. But what I find interesting here is that just days after he was featured in the Indy Star, mm-hmm. like a feature article all about this guy's life, what it's like to be Thelman Green, the guy, the old man that lives in the van that everybody knows, Right. They did a feature article on this old guy, and then a few days later, the health department comes in and kicks him out of his van. Mm. Do you think that the health department would have even known he was there before the Indy Star reported on this? No, but I don't guess that matters much. No, well, of course it doesn't matter much, but this is, in, in many cases, how the government will operate. They'll watch the media for evidence of somebody who's violating one of their laws. For instance, there was a story, uh, it's in Dr. Mary Ruart's excellent book, Healing Our World, where she talks about a uh, young girl who's 15 who was doing African hair braiding out of her own home. Mm-hmm. It was well, it was something that people couldn't get at the local uh, the, the the hair salons, and so she was offering this service. 15 years old, young kid doing something for the community, doing a, operating her own little small business. That's newsworthy, right? Right. So indeed, a local newspaper or TV station, I forget which one it was, uh, picked up the story. And after they picked up the story, guess who came a-knockin'? Well, it's some nosy bureaucrat apparently read the story while drinking their morning cup of coffee. Yep. said, hey, that's not legal. Violation! We're going to have to shut them down. Yep. 
And that's what happened to, uh, what is it? Uh, Thelman? Thelman Green. Thelman. Now, by the way, he's the subject, oh, the story also talked about his phenomenal legs that allow him to walk miles every day and an attitude that makes him want to walk miles every day and cling hard to his independence. Crum said the health department would try to, quote, relocate him to a place suitable for him. That's agreeable to him and is healthier and safer. It doesn't sound like anything's going to be agreeable to him except his uh, van. Lord have mercy, said Philip Hall, a friend of Green's who often brings him food. What this is is government people who have a mandate to save us from ourselves. And he's absolutely right. Green's Mm. van, its tires long flattened, rests in the parking lot at Big Red Discount Towing in the 3800 block of North Keystone Avenue. It's on the edge of one of the city's most dangerous neighborhoods. But Green is well known as either Mr. Green or Old Man Green and universally liked. Nobody touches him. Joe Red Long, the Red of Big Red Discount Towing, has known Green for years and has allowed Green to use his business's bathroom and plug an extension cord into an outside electrical outlet for heat and cooking. So he's got permission to be on the property that he's at. The guy who's running the towing uh, company has no problem whatsoever with this old guy living in a van on his property. Obviously, it hasn't hurt his towing business. So what's the problem here? What? Old man's okay. He hasn't complained about his living conditions. The business owner hasn't complained about the old man being on his property. Nobody's complained. Everybody likes this old guy. Busybody bureaucrats. Yeah, that's all it is. Just busybody bureaucrats stepping in where they don't belong and throwing around orders. Well, if somebody knew for sure that, uh, I mean, this van is sitting on a uh, tow yard, so mm-hmm. it's surrounded by derelict vehicles. It, it, that's true. <laughs> and, and so it's sort of where it belongs. Um, I, but if somebody knew about it, they would, some, somebody would probably complain. They're, I guess they're upset because it's not healthy to live in the van the way he is. I mean, he's you know he's kind of an older dude, sort of looks like a bum in a, in a bit of a way. I think Thelman's probably capable of deciding what's healthy for Thelman. He's made it this long, right? He's 96 or uh, or 86, one or the other, 93. No, nobody's really too sure, but he's old. He doesn't know. And he's been in that van for a long time. Crum, who learned about Green through the Star story said the arrangement violated Marion County's housing code, which insists a domicile have running water and electricity. Well, he's got electricity because he's got that extension cord, but no running water. I mean, you know what this says is this says that I can't um, buy a piece of property and build it um, the way I want to. What if I want to have a domicile that doesn't have running water in it for some reason or another? Mm-hmm. God knows why I would want that, but what? You, you know, can. I can't do it That's because right. they said so. Bureaucrats know best, Mark. Long Hall and others bring Green food and pocket change, and the money principally to finance Green's one vice, cigars. He likes Swisher Sweets, which he doesn't smoke but rather chews on. You're kind of a cigar guy, aren't you? I, I like cigars that are just as cheap as Swisher's. <laughs> through, uh, through Hall's doing next month, Green, who is a World War II veteran, will begin receiving a monthly check from the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs. ISIL gave no timeline on Green's removal other than to say that it would come, quote, as soon as possible. Now, you have to ask yourself, the, the, old, the old guy in this case, uh, Thelman, he's not asking for help. Um, he's never sought help, and he isn't seeking it now. And, but the newspaper gives uh, example or it gives uh, instructions as to how you can help this old, old gentleman if you, if you feel so inclined. It's clear that he's, uh, according to the article, he's resigned to it. So it sounds like he's going to do what the government's asking him to do. He's going to go find someplace else to live, and he'll move out of the van. But well, can you... What else is he going to do? What's his option? Um, if, they, if he doesn't do that, they're going to come after him or come after Red at the, uh, at, at, at the lot. Yeah, exactly. Well, that was going to be my question. Well, can you imagine what would happen if he just decided, no, 
you know what? I've been in this van here for five years or however long it's been. He doesn't know that either. Uh, yeah. I've been in this van here for a long time, and I'm not going anywhere. What are you going to do about it? What are they going to do? Send in the SWAT team on this old dude? It wouldn't be the first time. No. <laughs> they they like their little SWAT teams. So can you imagine how, uh, how I mean, how, how terrible that would be? A SWAT team kick, uh, busting into a, a van where there's a 90-year-old guy? Well, laying what if, in there? What if he what if he hears them and uh, happens to have a weapon to protect himself? He is a World War II veteran. He's a dead man. Yeah, it could happen. So I want to know from you if you are in maybe in the Indianapolis area, if you've heard about this story, how you feel about it. How you feel about these busybody bureaucrats getting involved in what was a completely consensual relationship between adults? Old man in a van, van parked on a guy's property, property owner, no problem. In fact, allowing him to even use his electricity. I doubt that he's throwing him cash for that electricity every month. That's a, that's a contribution. He's being a nice guy. Besides the fact that it's, it's not like it's a residential neighborhood where I've got somebody sleeping in my driveway. I mean, this is a junkyard, essentially. I mean, it's, prob- it's a tow yard. There's all kinds of derelict vehicles there. It's, I, I have no problem with this. 1-800-259-9231 is the toll-free number. You can take control of the airwaves. Uh, bring up whatever's on your mind. By the way, there was an update here, and I'm trying to pull it up. I don't have it in front of me. The update was uh, out of Atlanta. Speaking of old people and encounters with the police, you remember there was a few weeks ago, Mark, there was a story about an old lady mm-hmm. who was also in her 90s who was shot dead in her uh, in her apartment, her home that she lived in, over a drug deal, or over a drug raid, rather, which they didn't actually find any drugs, right. but they did they kill this any. old lady. And there's some new details that have uh, emerged about this story. We'll share those with you on the way. Your calls as well about anything. This is your show. It is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, the live Saturday edition. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the packet 8.net toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there, we give them away. And that does include the bulletin board system. Over 165,000 posts await you. We've got over 1,300 people interacting and, again, it's on the house. bbs.freetalklive.com will get you to it. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. And do you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections? Well, SACL CAI does collections, and they do it in a whole new way. SACL's employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you want to keep your clients, too. SACL CAI, check out their banner at freetalklive.com. Or call 1-800-544-6359. That's 800-544-6359. Do business with businesses that support Free Talk Live. We started the show out by talking about an older gentleman, probably in his uh, late er, uh, late 80s or early 90s. No one's really too sure how old he is, but he's been living in a van. And he's been living in this van on a towing company's parking lot with full permission from the owner of the tow yard. In fact, the tow yard owner even gave him an extension cord so he can have some power in his van. Let's him use the re- the restroom at his uh, business. So after the Indianapolis Star decided to run a story on this old guy cuz it's a neat story, he's an old man and everybody loves him, he's Mr. Green in the neighborhood and he's just a popular old guy in the the area where he lives. So they ran sort of a human interest story on him and as a result, a busybody bureaucrat took a uh, interest in Mr. Green and has decided to evict him from his van. 
has decided that his uh, his van is in violation of the housing code, even though it's not a house, but a van. But apparently uh, you can't... He's housing himself in it. Right. Apparently you it... can't actually live somewhere where there's not running water, according to the law of Indianapolis. And so they're going to get him, they're going to kick him out of the van. So my question for you is, first of all, how you feel about the story, but also if you've had any encounters uh, with bureaucrats like this, you with know, bureaucrats, know-it-all bureaucrats that want to tell you how to, uh, to run your business or run your household or um, handle your property. And if you could just share those at 800-259-9231. I was thinking this is sort of a, an issue of interpretation, too. Um, I mean, he, he sleeps in a van on the property of the business, um, you know, this, this tow yard, mm-hmm. and he's allowed to use the restroom at the tow yard, so that means there's running water at the tow yard. It's true. So it essentially... There is running water at the on that lot. Correct. And he's sleeping on that lot, so it's it's more an issue of interpretation of the law rather than actually he's violating the law. Like for instance, could I have a house where it has an outbuilding, um, you know, that doesn't have running water? Uh, you know, a little guest house off the si- off the house. Maybe you couldn't. Is no one allowed to sleep in that? <laughs> I don't know. It seems silly, doesn't it? It does seem silly. What if you put up a tent? Can you have a tent in your backyard? Right. Is it? I mean, is it a violation for my six-year-old? Um, son to go out in the, not that I have one, um, right. out into the backyard to sleep in a tent with yeah. his flashlights and his friends. Right, a little camping overnight. No, I'm sorry. If a bureaucrat found out about that, he'd have Violation. to go inside. 800-259-9231. Let's go to the phones, to the fun. You take control of the airwaves. It's Nick in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello, Nick. Nick in New Hampshire, going once. Hello. Hello, sir. What's on your mind? <clears throat> Hi, guys. Um, I want to talk about Ed Brown a little bit. Sure, Ed Brown, who is uh, currently holed up in his house in Plainfield, New Hampshire. Uh, there's uh, he's a gentleman who's being persecuted by the federal government for well the so-called crime of keeping all the money he earned and not handing it over to the feds. He didn't pay taxes, income taxes, for about a decade, and he was found guilty in court over the uh, last week's time. And now there, uh, the rumor is that the feds are going to be go- showing up at his house one of these days to arrest him and take him into jail, and he doesn't want to go. So what about Ed Brown? Um, a lot of people in the audience probably support Ed Brown for standing up to the federal government, but I've noticed a lot of people who you wouldn't expect are kind of reluctant about this because of the possibility that there might be violence involved, since Ed has said he'll shoot anybody that comes after him. Okay. Um, I just wanted to draw the parallel to Lexington and Concord, because essentially what that was was a protest with guns. Um, the, the militia at Lexington and Concord didn't want to fight that day, and they knew if they did, they'd all die. Um, hmm. But it sounded pretty similar to the idea, I forget the uh, gentleman's name, but the uh, gentleman with the blog who had the idea that people should show up with video cameras and guns. Yes, Rick Stanley. <laughs> yeah, um, but essentially uh, the regular British Army was headed out to seize weapons, which... You know, um, if that happened in today's society, I don't imagine too many people would think twice about it because they were weapons held by essentially revolutionaries. Um, but Lexington and Concord were just, they were a protest move. They didn't advance on the British at all, and they were greatly outnumbered. So, you know, I can see why people find that scary um, and wouldn't want to show up. Uh, but at the same time, the reason that we had an American Revolution and we implemented many of the ideas of liberty and freedom in, the, in America, was because there was a point where people either had to stand up and fight or 
not so you know uh, or back down and be slaughtered and thrown in jail cells at, uh, well, you know, and, and a lot of people would say um well that was the british but think about it at the time we were british subjects mm-hmm. we were you know everybody over here in the united states that we, was our government we were, at the time you know british citizens of a sort um we weren't full-fledged citizens we didn't get representation over there in parliament but you know um so our founding fathers essentially did the same thing that uh, uh what was the, the gentleman's name again Ed Brown? Ed, not Brad Brown, but the guy that uh, suggested going to his house and... Uh, oh, Rick Stanley. Rick Stanley, and, and waiting with guns. So, I, you know, I don't want much to do with it, I'll, I'll say, but... Uh, well, that's okay. Most people back, parallels. Most of the people back then were also cowards like you, Mark. <laughs> Isn't that right, Nick? Uh, yeah, and I, I have to say I don't have any plans to, uh, to go up to Ed's with a gun anyway. Um, yeah, I plan on going. I'm not going to be armed, but I I will definitely go up there to show my support for him for sure. Yeah, I think that I think there's a point where uh, to where violence is your only resort, and um, in Ed's case, I can definitely. If I was in his position, I'd probably be uh, doing the same thing. But I'm not in his position, and uh, I wish him the best. But at this point, I I don't know what purpose going up there and. Uh, Getting slaughtered is necessarily going to serve. In, indeed. Uh, we'll definitely keep you up to date with the latest on the Ed Brown situation. And, Nick, thanks for checking in. We appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231, the packet 8.net toll-free line. Let's go to Ron in Florida listening on WFTL. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello, Ron. Hi. I was just listening to the, the story about the old guy in Indianapolis, and my thought was if the guy that owns the tow yard makes him some sort of night watchman, everybody wins. Hmm. Interesting. That the the bureaucrats would probably still not like the fact that he's sleeping in the van, though. Well, he doesn't have to sleep in the van. Figure something out. Put him in a little cubicle in the office, kind of thing. He's using the bathroom and stuff anyway. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I mean, when you've got a security guard, there's no prohibition necessarily against sleeping on the job. I've seen security guards sleeping on the job. So what's the big deal? He's he's sitting in his van. That's his uh, that's his post. I think that's a great idea. Yeah, I think it is, too. Ron, thanks for the call, man. We appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231 allows you... Are you listening, Indy? ...to take control of the airwaves. What sort of encounters with annoying bureaucrats have you had? What sort of just retarded rules have they tried to foist on you? 800-259-9231 is the toll-free number. Also, the latest on the Ed Brown situation. We'll bring that to you. Plus... The old lady in Atlanta slaughtered by the police in a hail of gunfire... Well, there's new information in her case. We'll give that to you as well. This is your show. It is Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, the live Saturday edition. You can bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free, 800-259-9231. That is the packet8.net toll-free line for you. And it's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. All the features there, we give them away. That does include the Shrine of Female listeners. Dozens and dozens of ladies have sent us their validated photo to prove that they're listening to the show. See what I mean by heading over to shrine.freetalklive.com. That is shrine.freetalklive.com. And what's your liberty issue? Is it the right to bear arms? 
Well, register now for the February 2007 New Hampshire Liberty Forum. Panelists to include pro-Second Amendment New Hampshire state representatives and gun organizations, as well as Bill Westmiller, the national chairman of the Republican Liberty Caucus. Visit freestateproject.org slash libertyforum to get more information and to get registered. That's freestateproject.org slash libertyforum. So since uh, Nick had called in about Ed Brown, I figure we'll give you uh, an update on his situation. For many of you tuning in uh, this Saturday evening, it may be the first time you've heard of the story. Fox News reporting on it this time. A man who's holed up with armed supporters in his fortress-like house for most of his tax evasion trial was found guilty Thursday, along with his wife, of engaging in an elaborate scheme to avoid paying federal income taxes for a decade. I don't know if it was elaborate. I think he just didn't pay. Is that elaborate? Is it a scheme? I just you don't pay. It seemed like that—that that was my understanding of it. That he just, you know, didn't believe that he had to pay, so he didn't, and he uh, sent some letters to the IRS outlining how he felt about the whole thing. And um, you know, they they didn't really respond to him in what he felt was a timely ma- manner. Years, so yeah, like a decade. I think he was trying to uh, communicate with the IRS, and they just didn't want to talk about it. When you ask the IRS to show you the law that requires you to pay, they just don't do it. They just claim it's there. Uh, This is frivolous. Well, Ed Brown has said he'll defend himself against capture if necessary. U.S. Marshals said they have no plan of escalating the situation. Of course, as we pointed out, that could very easily change at any moment. At any moment. A jury decided the Browns plotted to hide their income and avoid taxes on Elaine Brown's income of $1.9 million over 1996 or between 96 and 2003. Over 10 years, they also used $215,000 of postal money orders broken into increments just below the reporting threshold to pay for their hilltop compound, so-called, and for Elaine Brown's dental offices. A jury also found she didn't pay adequate taxes for her practice employee, practices employees, leading to a total of 17 felony convictions. So I guess you get uh, one charge per employee if you aren't withholding. That's, that's what the charge is. They say she wasn't paying adequate taxes. As I understand it, she wasn't paying any taxes. She was giving her employees all the money that they were earning. Instead of sending it to the federal government, why should she be responsible for being the the federal government's um, you know secretary? Why should she do all that math and figure out how much withholding there is? I mean, I don't really understand. To me, what you know what, is it the Thirteenth Amendment that abolished slavery? Yeah, I think um, so. The Thirteenth Amendment abolished slavery. How can I how can I be forced by the federal government to fill out all their paperwork and figure out all these things for these employees? I mean, am I their slave? Yes. I have to do that. Yes. You are their slave, Mark. It seems like a violation of the 13th Amendment to That's me. That's what everyone should take away from this story. That's what everyone should take away from any story about uh, taxes, about people actually trying to keep the money that they earn. Because the IRS will come in and say, well, you can't um, not withhold taxes. You must comply. You must pay your uh, income taxes or else. Or, or else what? Well, or else we're going to throw you in the clink. And if you don't want to go to jail, then we're going to kill you, which is what's going to happen probably to Ed Brown, because he doesn't want to go to jail. This is a guy who's in his 60s. He's, I think he's 63 years old. If he goes to jail, he may be in there for the rest of his life. Oh, as yeah, you, it's a death sentence. As you might imagine, when you're in jail, you don't get the best medical treatment. So when you get old, uh, you get up in the years like Ed Brown is, you get up in your 60s and your 70s, something goes wrong with you, they might just laugh at you if you tell them that there's a problem. Well, you know, and, and obviously things, you're not going to have the best medical care in prison. I'm sorry, you're just not, right. geriatric care in prison is just not that good. 
I just hope that the uh, Bill Morse, the U.S. Assistant Attorney, says, I just hope this verdict sends a message to those who would rely on frivolous tax theories. Well, they love bringing out that word frivolous, but I don't think it's a... I don't know if I don't know exactly what Ed Brown's rationalization was. I know he did say that if they would have just shown him the law, he would have gone ahead and paid the taxes. But even if there was a law, which again the IRS refuses to show, and it's not just that they're refusing to show Ed Brown, they refuse to show anybody who asks. Mm. That's what that whole movie uh, America Freedom to Fascism is all about. Right. So I don't know um what his exact approach was, but that doesn't matter. The fact is Taxes are wrong. They're force uh, being employed uh, on innocent people who've never harmed anyone. Ed Brown has not hurt, has not killed, has not uh, stolen. He has not harmed anyone else. And the government's going to come in there with guns a-blazing to throw this guy in a jail cell. And well, it's wrong. I, you know, I'm not a big fan of taxes, but um, my, my least favorite of all the taxes is the income tax, because it requires me to fill out volumes and volumes of Paperwork. Right, and if you get it wrong, if you mess up the paperwork, you could be going to jail for that. At the very least, you're going to get a fine, um, and you know you're going to have to pay all kinds of back taxes, and God knows how much you'll owe the government. You know, I can't tell you, it, man. It must have been more than 40 hours uh, my wife put into um, our taxes last year. Mm -hmm. It just—it's an incredible amount of time. Ed Brown heard of the verdict in the middle of an interview with a radio station, saying, "Quote: The verdict is in." I can guarantee you all hell's going to break loose, he told, actually, our affiliate, WNTK-FM, in New London. Uh, I think he was on the Gardner Goldsmith show at the time. He later said, it's all bogus charges. None of these charges are lawful. Ed Brown stayed in his wooded 110-acre home this week. The large cement-walled house features a watchtower that offers 360-degree views of the rural setting. He said the home's capable of generating enough electricity to, cut it, uh, to operate if cut off from the main grid. He says, my life is destroyed. What more can I say? Brown said when reached for a brief phone conversation, I lost my wife, and she lost her business. That's right. The uh, This whole tax prosecution has torn apart his marriage. Oh, yeah. She's um, basically the, the his judge. His wife's scared to death. The, the judges ordered her not to go back um, to be with her husband. That's correct. Now, I didn't. I thought the courts, I thought our legal system couldn't separate a husband and wife, couldn't, uh, you know, couldn't require a, a, a spouse to. I don't think he's banned from coming to see her. He could go and see her. She's just not allowed to... I don't know. Maybe she is banned from actually encountering him. That's a good question, Mark. I'm not sure about that. Brown said he expected federal agents to swarm his property soon. Live free or die, he said, quoting General John Stark in the state's motto. What else can I say? Well, it sounds like he's going to be... Uh, I, th I think he's living free right now, and then eventually the uh, federal marshals are going to come, and he's willing to die for his beliefs. And i got to say, I, I consider Ed Brown uh, quite a hero. He's a very brave man. It's it's a scary situation, and I'm sorry that it ha that it's that it's coming down like this. And I wish it wasn't. Brown and about 25 supporters said they'll defend themselves against capture if necessary. Bernie Bastian, a supporter who said he was carrying two guns, said they would stand with their friend. He's here at the house, and he's not leaving on his own free will, said Bastian. It's unclear how many others were carrying weapons. We don't like to talk about that. It's cold up here. People up here are wearing their jackets. The frenzy came up during the uh, question of leaving Elaine Brown out on bail pending the couple's April 24th sentencing. So sentencing's a good three months out at this point. Judge Stephen McAuliffe reminded Brown that she was under no circumstances to return home, saying, I don't want her to barricade herself with her husband up there. Brown said his way of handling the case is not hers. Say, or Ed, now this is Elaine saying, it's not my mindset or my character. I have no intention of returning as long as he's there. 
Ed Brown's in contempt of court and has violated his bail conditions. Mr. Brown has indicated he'd rather die than serve a prison sentence. I just hope Ed decides to end this in a way that doesn't result in harm to him or his wife or anyone else involved in bringing this matter to justice, um, said some bureaucrat. When you hear Elaine's quote there that I don't intend to return as long as he's there, Mm -hmm. this was a... Uh, happily, um, you know, I don't know how happily they, they were married for two decades. This was a married couple who was who were going about, uh, you know, uh, taking care of their court case together. They mm-hmm. were doing everything together until essentially this, uh, you know, it, it was like come to court or um, you know we're going to take you away. Ed felt like they weren't getting a fair trial and he didn't want to go back. Elaine was scared of the she results. Got scared, yeah. She, just, she didn't want to die. Yeah, I guess absolutely. Um, and I, I wouldn't either. And so, really, it is this court case that tore them apart. 1-800-259-9231. How do you feel about this? Because we read an article earlier this week that claimed that people that don't pay taxes are somehow stealing from everyone. Are you someone who feels that way? I'd like to hear from you, if so. 800-259-9231. If you think Ed is a scofflaw or a bad guy, I want to hear from you. 800-259-9231. This is your show. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can take control of the airwaves. Live Saturday edition. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. The toll-free number for you is 800-259-9231. That's 1-800-259-9231. The packet8.net toll-free line. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We do ask that you voluntarily support the show by voting for us. Head over to vote.freetalklive.com. Takes maybe less than a minute's time. And you can cast your digital ballot for Free Talk Live. And it makes a big difference for us. Because when you vote for the show, it helps keep us in the top ten podcasts of the world. And being in the top ten means that more new listeners are going to come across the message of freedom and liberty by listening to Free Talk Live. And that's a good thing, right? Absolutely. So head over to vote.freetalklive.com. More on Ed Brown in a moment, but let's go to the phones first to Zach in Minnesota. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello, Zach. How you doing, guys? Hey, hey what's on your mind? Uh, a couple things I want to chat with you guys quick about. Sure. Um, I've been poking around on the message boards lately, and um, first I wanted to talk to you guys. We've got a heated debate going on how um, some police in Canada were being able to scan license plates. What do you guys think about that? When, when you say scan them, what do you mean? Like with a well, what they laser had gun? is um, they had a couple of cameras mounted on the car mm-hmm. that just take high speed photographs of the license plate. Okay. And it runs it through a computer and see if any flags run up. And And some people don't like that, I guess. I see. Instead of the cop having to type the license number in, it's uh, it's all automated, is what you're saying. Yep. Well, I mean, as long as you're gonna, as long as you're okay with the idea of license plates, I don't see what the you know why you would have a problem with them the numbers being run. That's pretty much the point I was trying to make online. Is all it's changing is how efficient the system is. But I guess some people have a problem with that. Well, you know, it's it's more Big Brotherish. Um, obviously, if they're taking these pictures of these license plates and they're running all the license plates they see, mm-hmm. and uh, find and if they have some kind of computer system that'll match license plates to people, and then those people to whatever um, criminal charges they might have, or you know, whatever it is the government might want to know. Um, it's going to result in more pe- more fish getting caught in the net, so to absolutely. speak. Absolutely. And, I mean, I can be against it from, from that aspect, for sure. But then again, I'm against license plates, so... 
<laughs> I can't say I'm against license plates. It seems to me that uh, you know a, a vehicle needs an identification in case You've somebody got a robs, number. In, in case somebody robs a bank or something. You should be able yeah. to identify the car. Other, other well, if than you're going to rob a bank, minivan. If you're going to rob a bank, you'd be you're wise take to put the plates some, off anyway. Yeah, you either put some mud on your <laughs> plates or uh, spray paint it or take it off. Yeah, so, I I can see why the government would want right. to number cars. Yeah, I, I understand why the government wants to, and I'm not opposed to necessarily identifiable vehicles. I just don't know if the government is who I trust to uh, to be doing that identification. Who else is going to yep. do it? Um, insurance companies, okay. maybe. All right, so Zach, what else you got on your mind? Anything else? Um, well, I was watching a video about uh, the Federal Reserve System, and um, I, I'd consider myself a moderate, but okay. um, like I'll, I'm enjoying this program and the things you guys talk about. Um, but as you can imagine, I you know I agree with some stuff on the show, don't agree with some stuff, but that's just my point of view. Yeah. Um, but I was watching this video about uh, the Federal Reserve System and um, the gold standard, and I think the gold standard makes a lot more sense. Yeah, as and, opposed um, to just printing money. You know, um, yeah, the gold I mean, standard issue isn't isn't um, isn't a total libertarian issue. I mean, labor unions have been behind gold um, a gold standard. Um, you know, monetary system for the longest time, mm. Um, mm. because you know well, it's it, good for everyone except really for the central for, bank. It's good for everybody but the rich bankers. Yep, the richest of the rich bankers. Yeah. I don't mean the well, guy who's president of the local, uh, um, you know, branch or something like that. I'm talking about the guys in New York and the Federal Chicago. Reserve banks. Yeah, right. So um, the chances so of getting go ahead, go ahead. I was looking into um, the Liberty dollars. Yeah, and um, I was wondering, have you guys given that a shot? I mean, how easy are those to spend? I actually am a Liberty uh, Dollar associate, and you can get more information at dollar.freetalklive.com. And actually, if you sign up through that uh, for your own associateness, then I'll get a spiff. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I like them. Um, the, there's two different forms. The Liberty Dollar, in case you've never heard of it, is a alternative competing currency to the Federal Reserve note. If you look in your wallet, you'll see that, and you already know this, Zach. I'm telling yep. everyone else. Uh, if you look in your wallet, you'll see greenbacks. And you look at it and you read them, you'll see that uh, they're Federal Reserve notes. They're not backed up by anything. Now, if you actually had a greenback from 1933, it would probably say silver certificate on the top. Well, that's because way back when, here in the United States, they actually used to back the money with silver. And I think there's some gold backing for some of the currency. But they backed the money with with actual metals to where you could take those um, notes down to your local um, Federal Reserve office or whatever, and you could actually get silver for it. And nowadays you can't do that anymore. They've gotten rid of it entirely. And so the Liberty Dollar has come out to say, hey, you can actually have real currency, real currency backed by real silver, and we've actually created it. They've got two forms. There's the, um, there's the Silver Liberty, which is an actual one-ounce or in some cases there's half-ounce ones, but one-ounce silver piece. It's real silver, and it's very attractive, very shiny, very pretty. Um, then there's also the, the certificates, the silver certificates, which are available in $1, $5, $10, and $20 den uh, denominations. And those are also backed by silver that's sitting in a warehouse in Idaho. And the, the certificate itself, you flip it over, and you can actually, there's actually a contract there that specifies where the silver is, how much of it you've got, and everything. Now, it's much more difficult to spend the certificates than it is to spend the actual silver, as you might imagine. Because people yeah, so have, basically yes. those certificates are a return to the silver standard, more or less. That's precisely what they are. 
as opposed to the coin or the uh, the, the piece right. that um, it, which is silver. In fact, silver. I've I've spent the pieces many times, yep. and so um, I. Usually, what I find is that people want them right away. Oh yes, I, I'll take that. Um, you know, it, in the case of I've spent ten dollar pieces, and they're absolutely. Usually, it's the employees. Um, you know, they're cashier that wants to just buy it and keep it. Yeah, they'll take it out of the register at the end of the day or something like that. And you have to remember to tell them they can't put it in their bank. It's you know, if you try to if you walk into a bank with an ounce of silver, they're gonna they won't know what to do with it. They don't understand it. So um it's a it's a fascinating uh currency and I highly recommend people look into it. Dollar.freetalklive.com. Zach, uh thank you for the call. We appreciate hearing from you. Eight hundred two five. Yep. Yes, sir. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's Zach. The he's the guy that's training to be a police officer. Ah. So I know we're going to continue hearing from him over time as to you know what it's like to be someone who. Now he he mentioned he doesn't agree with everything we say, and that's fine. But he definitely is going to be with us in some areas on the pro liberty issues. So it'll be interesting to hear from him as he continues to go about his his career and training to be a law enforcement officer and ex- and expressing to us how you know it's conflicting how there's conflicts between his uh, principles and what he's going to be asked to do as a law enforcement officer. For instance, we are talking about the Ed Brown case. A gentleman here in New Hampshire who's essentially holed up in his house up in Plainfield, New Hampshire, waiting for the federal government to come and raid him to drag him off to jail. And he's actually expecting to not be dragged off to jail in that he's willing to defend his life to the death, if necessary. But the question would be, like, if you were a liberty-oriented person and you're working for the government, which, of course, is a contradiction, in my opinion. I think if you're truly principled, you probably should get out of the government. But nonetheless, there are liberty-oriented people that do work for the state. Many of them are sort of covert. They're sort of working for the government to monkey wrench on the inside to screw things up, which I think is cool, and I, and I appreciate that. But imagine if you were a police officer, Mark, and or let's say you're a federal agent, and you were ordered. Normally, you're going after murderers you're going after uh, people across state lines right. people um, across state lines a lot of uh, dr- a lot of drug stuff goes on right well the drug stuff we would like to put it into absolutely but, uh, I would but i'm just but imagine out. if you were actually going after violent criminals and then all of a sudden one day you're ordered to go after this old guy who's sitting in his house a 60 year old man who's uh, just sitting in his house in new hampshire because he didn't pay taxes Imagine how you'd feel then. It would be rough. It would what be, would you do? It would, it would be very difficult. You'd have to, I'd have to decide whether or not I'm willing to go in after this guy who's basically said he's going he's gonna to go down shooting. Yeah. So as far as I'm concerned, uh, if I'm a police officer and I have to go in there, I'm going to go in shooting because I, I don't intend to get shot. I've got a wife and family to, sure. you know, to take care of, and I don't intend to go in there and catch a bullet for um, you know, nonsense. So I either have to... Go in shooting or say I'm not going to go in. Call in sick that day. The government bureaucrat, U.S. Marshal Stephen Monnier, said Thursday that members of his staff continued talking by telephone with Brown but had no plans to confront him. It could be months before the Browns are sentenced, and marshals have to consider how to seize the Browns' assets, possibly including their home. Um, He's right now in his home in Plainfield. He's been asking for people to come out. Uh, I guess people are going to be camping out there overnight tonight. I don't know I don't know how long many of these individuals who are there to support Ed are going to be able to stay. I don't know how many of them are independently wealthy to where they could stay for 3 months, but it doesn't seem to me like it's going to be I, I feel like 
it's not going to last. I right. feel like it's going to peter out at a certain point. You know, the whole situation is going to lose its sizzle for a lot of people, mm-hmm. and they're going to go home and go on with their lives, because they have lives. Right. And uh, if the feds are smart, they're just going to wait it out three, two, three, four months, however we'll, long, until then they'll go in and get them. We'll see what happens. 800-259-9231. On the way, the old lady, 90-year-old lady, shot to death by cops in Atlanta. We've got an update on that case. Also in Georgia... Looks like they might be legalizing booze on Sundays, or maybe not. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We're kicking off hour number two, Saturday edition. Ian here with you. And Mark. That's right. We're live in the studio, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That is the packet8.net toll-free line for you. 1-800-259-9231. Starting things out by going straight to the phones to the fun. Robert in Indianapolis listening on WXNT. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Yeah, I just happened to carry us and some of the dollar bills, like you talking about the silver certificate and the uh, Federal Reserve note. Yes. Uh, I, I got a lot of people don't, they don't believe me unless I actually show them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Federal Reserve not really uh, any has anything to do with federal government. It's uh, it's a private individual, you know, individual bank. Right. And they like they say, don't have anything more to do with the federal government than FedEx does. Yeah. Except yeah, that I, they happen to have a, a contract with the federal government to provide them with Federal Reserve notes. Now, doesn't the president appoint the uh, Fed chairman, though? I'm not really sure exactly what goes on there. But, yeah, I, I have uh, 76, uh, the $2 bill. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and like I say, it, on the top it has Federal Reserve notes. And then if you go back to get one of the older dollar bills, like go to coin shows and stuff like that. Right. Uh, I have a 1953 here. It says United States notes. Yeah. And like I say, that's that's back. And I have a silver certificate too. I show people too. But that's a fifty-seven on top of the silver certificate. And Wait, you've got one from the fifties that says uh, says silver certificate? Yeah, nineteen fifty-seven. Huh? I thought they stopped yeah, printing silver certificates in the the thirties. No, they. Uh, well, you can pick them up at uh, coin dealers, you know, corn shows and stuff like that. Yeah, right. nineteen fifty-seven says uh, silver certificate at top. It looks it's the same size as a regular dollar bill that we got now. Sure. And it says uh, $1 in silver payable to the bearer on demand on yeah. the bottom of it. Not anymore, though. Go try taking that to the uh, yeah. Federal Reserve Bank. They'll laugh you out the front door. Yeah, they, they well, they'd probably like to get a hold of it and just destroy it, what they'd like to do. Mm, maybe so. Yeah, I think I came across my uh, first silver certificate, I guess the only one I have, when I used to work at uh, Kmart, and I guess somebody just paid for their uh, their bill with a silver certificate, and I spotted it immediately, and I didn't really even know too much what it was then, but I know I'd, I'd never seen anything with the word silver written on it, so it must have been something special. I picked it up, and then later on I learned what it was all about. You know, it's amazing. Yeah, uh, it's, if I ain't mistaken, like you're talking about the greenbacks, you know, uh, I think Kennedy was having them... Uh, reprinted back too that kind of might be one of the other things that kind of ended his demise on you know when they got shot there yeah there's I've all heard, sorts I've of heard allegations like that it's difficult to know robert hey any other thoughts for us sir uh do you have that about the uh, dollar there you're talking about the silver the uh, liberty the liberty dollar yeah you can learn more at dollar.freetalklive.com Okay, thanks a lot. Thanks, Robert. 800-259-9231. Liberty Dollar is so cool, man. When you hand it to people, just watching their reaction, it's heavy. 
Yeah, it's it's real money. Yeah, it's it's an ounce of silver. And people can tell it's real. They can the tell there's nowhere near that. Right. They can tell it's something different. It's something unusual, something special. All right. Speaking of unusual, the police in Atlanta a few weeks ago, and actually probably about two months ago at least at this point, I think it was at seven o'clock at night, they kicked in a door. Now this isn't unusual. They kick in people's doors all the time. In fact, estimates are, uh, according to Radley Balco at theagitator.com. The estimate is that there's about 40,000 of these uh, SWAT team raids per year in the United States. So that's not unusual. But was what was unusual was the age of the lady who was inside the house. She was about 90 years old. Grandma. Actually, she wasn't even a grandma. She was uh, a loner. She didn't have a husband. She doesn't have kids. She's the last line of her uh, family's bloodline, essentially. And uh, she was sitting there in her home just doing what she normally does, you know, knitting or watching television or something like that. And uh, the cops kicked in the door. They were there on a warrant, a, a drug warrant. The allegation was that the police, there was a drug buy that had gone down earlier in the day. Mm-hmm. As a result of that, there was an undercover informant involved, and they got approval from the judge, and they went there, and they kicked in this door. This woman pulled out a revolver because she's 90 years old, probably doesn't and see too well or hear too well. Lives in a, really ba- in a pretty bad neighborhood. Right, so she was scared. She thought maybe it was a violent gang of criminals coming into her home. It's You know, you know in these police raids, um, you know, when they, when they go down, you've got... These guys in helmets with the goggles and the MP5s and, you know, the flashbang grenades. And they're, they're yelling, get down, get down, get down, put down the gun. Get down. You know, they're, they're yelling loudly sure. and um, quickly and, and in repetition. It's, it's, it's a scary situation. So she fired three times and she hit three police officers. Mm. And they fired back and killed this old lady. She didn't know it was the cops. And now she's dead. Word came out after the fact that maybe things weren't done quite by the book by these cops who had supposedly gone through the proper channels. They had supposedly, you know, set their cards up correctly in this case. But as it turns out, there's a new update here from Cato, Cato Cato.org. An narcotics team that shot and killed an elderly woman while raiding her home lied to obtain the search warrant. One of the team members has now told federal investigators. See, before, mm. the news had come out from one of their informants who said, Whoa, I, wasn't a, I, I didn't make a drug buy at this house. And the, the informants came out and started turning over on the cops. And <laughs> so now, at this point... You've got uh, just can't trust trust snitches no matter who you are. You've got one of the uh, one of the officers themselves now telling investigators that uh, that indeed they lied to obtain the search warrant, according to news reports confirmed by a person familiar with the investigation who requested anonymity. Spokesman with the FBI's Atlanta office and the U.S. attorney declined to comment. The shooting occurred November 21st after three members of the narcotics team arrested a suspect uh, suspected street marijuana dealer Fabian Sheets who said he could help the officers hook bigger fish. Mr. Sheets pointed out Ms. Johnston's house on Neal Street near a high-crime area, saying a dealer there had a kilogram of cocaine. The officers, according to the reports of Mr. Junior's account, tried to get an informant to the house to make a drug buy. But when that effort hit a snag, a request for a search warrant was drawn up anyway. So they just went ahead and raided this old lady's house based on a tip from somebody. Oh, there's a kilo of coke in your house. Kick in the door. Let's see if it's really there. Who cares? Oh, he killed an old lady. Oh, wait, there's no, there's no, uh, no drugs here. You know, Oops. In, in these kind of neighborhoods, um, that this is, you know, that this occurred, it's not like there's a lot of representation generally. Um, usually cops can pretty much do what they want it's in true. the poor neighborhoods and pretty much get away with it. And I think that that had something to do with why it is that they, you know, went in, 
guns a-blazing. Well, you know, if you're speaking of uh, the cops being able to get away with it, if they had gone in and there wasn't a firefight, if the old lady was just passed out or mm-hmm. she just didn't get to her gun in time and they subdued her, then no one would have ever heard of this. No. Because she wouldn't have a lawyer that she could call up and complain to about this. She probably can't afford a lawyer. She's living in a crappy part of town. Old lady probably doesn't have very much money uh, in, in her bank account. She wouldn't have been able to do anything about it, and they would have just left that house having found no drugs, and it would have all been over with. And none of us would have ever heard about the fact that the cops lied to get the search warrant. You know, and once the door was kicked in, it seems to me that the cops pretty much did what they had to do. You know, she fired at them. She hit three of them. Mm-hmm. I, I assume their bulletproof vests protected them. Yeah, for the most part. And, uh, you know, what are you going to do with somebody who's shooting at you and you've got a gun in your hand right. you're going to shoot back but the, the cops prob- felt like they were justified the problem here is is just the whole um the, u- the 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 lying about getting the warrant the use of uh the SWAT teams that in this war on America i mean the war on drugs has turned into a war on America that's the real problem this woman didn't have drugs and this is going to happen the more often these no knock raids occur the more often this is going to happen 40,000 per year is it worth it is there Heck, less? No, it's is not. there less cocaine on the street you than there was there, in the 1980s? You know, you there's could, not. You could sit out there listening to this and say, "Yeah, it's worth it. We gotta stop drugs." Well, now but wait we're a not minute. stopping drugs. Yeah, well, you can say that until they kick in your door. You know, it's easy to say, "Oh yeah, I got kicking them them drug dealers." Well, then they wouldn't come after me. I've never, de- I never dealt drugs. I don't well, live in one of those neighborhoods. Neither did this old lady, and they screw it up all the time. They they botch it. They'll get the wrong street. They'll have the right house number, but the wrong street. Whoops. They'll they'll go into a duplex and they'll hit the A unit instead of the B unit. Right. Happens. You know this is what happened in the uh, the Corey Mays case. If you're lucky, you just get your door busted off its hinges and your house torn up after they go uh, searching through everything. It's what they do. They throw stuff out of drawers. They just litter things everywhere in your home, and then if you happen to live through the encounter, if you're lucky enough to live through the encounter, you get to put your house back together again. That's the lucky way to get out of one of these uh, incidents. 800-259-9231. If you've ever been involved in one of these, uh, if you want to share your feelings on them, 800-259-9231. If you think the cops should be kicking in people's doors doing drug searches, I'd love to hear from you. 1-800-259-9231. This is your show. Dottie's on the line. We'll get to her in moments. This is your show. It is Free Talk Live. So take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You take control of the airwaves. Toll-free number, 800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. That number is 1-800-259-9231. That is the Packet8.net toll-free line. And you can bring up anything. You can also join us on our website, freetalklive.com. It's the place to go. We've got archives. You know those other radio talk show hosts? They want to charge you for accessing their website, and we give it all away, including an entire year's worth of the show right there, front page of the website, for your downloading convenience. There's no logging in. There's no membership fee. You just go and get them for free at freetalklive.com. Dot com. What's your liberty issue? The right to bear arms? Register now for the February 2007 New Hampshire Liberty Forum. Panelists include pro-Second Amendment New Hampshire state representatives and gun organizations, as well as Bill Westmiller, National Chairman of the Republican Liberty Caucus. Visit freestateproject.org slash libertyforum. That's freestateproject.org slash libertyforum. Way to pick the read I did last hour. Uh, 800-259-9231. Let's talk to Dottie in somewhere. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello, Dottie. Hello. 
Hello. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Hi. What's on your I'm mind? I'm listening to your program, and um, I'd like to make a few comments. I know Ed Brown. Okay. And uh, I'm calling about his situation in uh, Plainfield. Ed Brown, who is a uh, tax freedom advocate being persecuted by the federal government for uh, for not paying federal taxes. They're uh, probably going to raid his home at some point. Uh, we're just simply waiting for uh, for something to occur at this point. You know Ed, and what did you have on your mind, Dottie? Well, I know Ed, and I've been through this. I was taken out of my home by a 13-member SWAT team, armed and masked. Oh, my. Over and, what? Um, I'm just going through some of the things. I just want to make a couple of comments on what you, you, you guys had said. Sure. And then I'm going to, to get into this a little bit more. Okay. Something you had mentioned plotted to hold the income, their income. I think probably this was a media report. That's what I was reading, yeah. Okay, well, plotted. Uh, you know, this, the, the, the problem here is the mainstream media. It's definitely a problem. Well, the problem's the government, but the media is certainly a problem as well. Well, they're they're hand in hand. They're hand in hand. Yeah, well, he didn't plot. He just kept the money he earned, and so did Elaine. Well, the the thing is, uh, Ed is looking for a fair trial. Mm -hmm. Right. Asking, show me the law. Yep, he sure was. No one one can come up with this. So why aren't, aren't the reporters digging in to the IRS laws. Right. Why don't they ask the IRS, hey, can you show us the law? Right. Okay, because they're too lazy to do their job, just like DAs are too lazy and judges are too lazy to do their job. It's a, that's just a great like point, Dottie. law Dottie. enforcement are too lazy to do their jobs. You're right. And then when they actually, if they actually do ask, if a reporter did ask the IRS for the, for the evidence, the IRS would just simply say, well, look at these Supreme Court cases. Here's some judges that have agreed with us that the law is there. They won't actually show them the law. They'll show them a Supreme Court case. And of course the judges are going to agree that, uh, that the tax system is valid. They don't want the government to, to get smaller. They want to c- keep uh, growing the size of the state and they'll back it up every time yes but you know what a supreme court decision or any court decision is not law all it is and I've, i have said this in a court of law before uh judge arthur brennan who sits in the superior court in york county maine and i personally at a hearing said to him case law is not law all it is is an opinion by a judge, depending on how he feels yeah, when he sits true. on the bench on that particular day. But you understand, Dottie, that's good enough for a reporter. I mean, once they get that quote from the IRS, they go and they publish their story, and uh, and that's that. Now, what happened with you? Why did they well, come well, after you? I, I, I want to get into, before I get into this, you know, this, this is the problem. You know, reporters are as educated professional as lawyers and judges or law enforcement at this point okay none of them do their job yeah there's no journalism there's very very little journalism in america these days there's very okay. very little you investigation know, we have the, 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 the crystal cannings and the jim sears of the world i don't know who that is but well channel eight jim sear crystal canning channel 13 uh yeah, that doesn't mean anything outside of Maine, I don't think. Well, Dottie, let's get to you, your story. It, it we've got a something. we've got an it international audience here that wants to know why it was that uh, the people that the uh, the cops came after you. What happened? Well, I I stood my ground like Ed is. He stood up for the truth. I stood up for the truth. 
But you're still and, here. You didn't shoot. I mean, Ed's planning on no, shooting No, I can shoot. As a matter of fact, no. And, I, and, I, and I'm cautioning Ed to beware of any negotiations. Mm-hmm. I was negotiating, so-called negotiating. I had the chief of police in the city of Biddeford, Maine. This was all over the newspapers from here to, as far as I know, Boston. Okay. I was all over the news. Uh, in the papers, on TV, right. and I, I was sitting with the chief of police of my or town. What? This, was this a tax thing, Dottie? Well, according to the reporters, who, who know nothing because they don't do their homework... Okay, well, we want to hear about it from you. What was this all about? This was about me finding up about corruption within City Hall in Biddeford, Maine. And why you discovered some corruption, so how did that translate to the cops coming after you? Absolutely. Absolutely. There was a guise, uh, under the guise of unpaid taxes, my home was taken from me behind closed doors with Hmm. Jim Gratello and a young Vietnamese kid, 26 years old, who had, quote, lots of free money to give. And... They I don't understand what that's about, but now wait, how is it that they claimed you didn't pay taxes? Was this property taxes that they uh, claimed this you didn't pay? This was property, okay, property. Mm-hmm. But did you pay them? Did you pay the my property? records? They incinerated them. Exactly. What about they, your? Wait, wait. What about the records you had in your file cabinet? Did you yeah. have canceled checks or something? I was questioning the corruption mm-hmm. that was going on in City Hall. Okay, so you weren't paying as a, a result. I hosted a public. Um, Access TV talk show, mm-hmm. and a private investigator, a 40-year PI, went on my program and, with documents in hand, explained the whole situation. Okay, in a nutshell. I'm trying to do this in a nutshell. Yeah, you're going to have to do it in less than 60 seconds here. So did you or did you not pay your property taxes? I, as a matter of fact, after they gave a quick claim deed to my home, they sent me a tax bill. I paid it, and they took my money. So but you do. You, so you had some evidence that you'd paid the property taxes. I've, you, I've got evidence, but you know. So how did this all did, pan out, Dottie? Why, are you in jail right now, or what? What happened? No, I, no, I'm not in jail. I'm out on the street. Did they Unfor- take your home? Um, unfortunately, however, I do have, you know, s- some good friends. Where Where I, are you living at this point? It doesn't matter. What I want to what I want to get across to Ed is to beware of negotiations. They oh, will very turn. good. I'll let him know that because I'm going to, to his house tomorrow. I'll let okay. him know that Dottie in Maine suggested he be aware of negotiations. And Dottie, thanks okay. for the call. Ask- we really appreciate hearing from you at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. She's she's a little incoherent there, huh? She's really got an on air presence for that uh, television show of hers. <laughs> That's not very nice. What? You're the one who's saying she's incoherent. I, I was just saying she's a little incoherent. She could have had a little too much to drink, maybe up a little too late. Just wondering. 800-259-9231 is the toll-free number. Joe in West Palm Beach, your calls as well about whatever's on your mind if you make them now. That's right. Anything goes. This is your show. It's a live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live, 1-800-259-9231. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free. But if you think other people deserve to hear this show, Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free, the live Saturday edition, 800-259-9231. 
That is the Packet 8.net toll-free line for you, 1-800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. we got all the features there. We give them away, including the wiki, over 900 pages created by listeners just like you. It's like the listener-editable version of our website. So head over to wiki.freetalklive.com. That's wiki.freetalklive.com. As we go to the phones, to the fun, it's Joe in Palm Beach, Florida, listening on WFTL. Hey, Joe. Hey, how you doing? Great, I'm, sir. Uh, I'm calling about the famous faux pas of Jimmy Carter when he ran on the platform of being a born-again Christian, and then he also uh, instructed Congress to repent. And um, <laughs> I guess they did because uh, the Republicans began to take over shortly after Jimmy Carter, and mm. uh, it was a wonderful thing because we needed a Republican force uh, they were the only ones that had the answer, the uh, Reagan Republicans, the new conservative party. Now, um, and, who, who uh, was it that, that told the uh, rep- Republicans to repent and uh, let the Democrats take over this last time? Well, actually, it was a funny thing called the Republican Contract with America, which mm-hmm. was like the fourth or fifth time that the Republican Party shot themselves in either foot, right or left, take your pick. I love the contract with America. It was just they never followed through. They never did. and uh, no. Not only did they not follow through, but they made sure that they made bigger and bigger government instead of smaller government. Oh, certainly. They did everything that the the Democratic Party did so long ago, and they just become – they became watered down and lost their sense of direction. Oh, they knew what direction they were going for. They were going for the big, big piles of money that they wanted to take from the taxpayers. They, they understood direction. Yes. Oh, yes, they, they built the American taxpayer out of major money. There's mm-hmm. no doubt about it. Now, what I'm interested in seeing is how the Democratic Party will resist the urge to go on a big witch hunt and instead get to work and solve these problems. Please. And make oh, come on. Solve what problems? What problems do you expect them to solve? I think that they should immediately get on the ball with providing answers instead of uh, a critical analysis of the war, uh, find a way to solve more of these problems in the Middle East and also immigration problems in this country. I've got a, pro- I've got a solution for the Middle East uh, situation. Let's okay. leave. Let's get the heck out of there. Let's leave those people to their own devices, just as we would want to be left to our own devices. Absolutely. I would agree with you 100%, except for one problem. Immigration into this country by Muslims needs to be stopped immediately. Really? How are you going to do that? Well, we have to close our borders, and the sign on the Statue of Liberty needs to be updated. Oh, you know, at least you're actually being honest about (laughs) it here. I mean, what do you want to change the sign to? Well, I would say, you know, keep out. We're closed. (laughs) Really? But what if I want to be open? Well, that's the whole thing. That would be an extremely liberal point of view, and I'd have to ask you, why do you want to remain open for immigration? Well, because I love freedom and liberty, and I want to uh, allow other people to come here and experience a better life for themselves. Hold on. You live in Florida, right? Right. Now, when did you move to Florida? Most people weren't born there. Uh. Two years ago. You moved there two years ago. Do you like the yeah. whole uh, idea of people moving into Florida, building it up, you know, getting more metropolitan, that kind of thing? I like the I like the idea that I live a life where I live all over the country because I'm in construction. Gotcha. I like that freedom. I'll tell you, I lived in Florida for most of my life, and uh, my, my experience was that uh, the vast majority of people moved to Florida, and then after they'd been there for five, six, seven years, 
They didn't like people coming in and changing things. They didn't like to, they, this growth is out of control. And essentially, they wanted to, you know, they wanted the Yankees to go home after they'd moved Human there. Human nature. It, it is, and that's what you're doing with immigration here. Um, you're, except for one thing. Hmm. Except for one thing is that the extreme liberal point of view would be that we have to prove that we are not prejudiced against Muslims. When, in fact, reasonable Muslims must agree that until we can differentiate between those Muslims who are good, honest, hardworking people who we can love and, uh, uh, against those who are coming in here to set us up and destroy our country. And they now, are but in our there's, country. There's all kinds of people, all kinds of criminal elements in every group of people, not just Muslim people. Well, that's true, but that doesn't give us the... Uh, uh, right to leave our borders open. Wait a minute, you don't have uh, a you don't have a right to close borders. It's not in a so-called free need, country. We need to be able to jump ahead enough to protect ourselves. Right now, we're in a war. With no, we're not. A Muslim we're not in a war, sir. Well, there's no war going we're on. We're in a we're in a state of war, whether or not we have declared war or not. And well, I would under, I would Muslim agree with nation. you. We are in danger from Muslims. Um, some Muslim people currently. But I would right. say that it's they're, because they're, we're they're, over there the messing around. And if, we the, if we weren't over there messing ourselves. around, why would they want to come over here and hurt us? You know what? I don't think we're really they in danger. They I think, have. September 11th, they came over here. I think, But, but were we were over there. That. I mean, we're over in the Middle East. Right. They we're came messing here. with their politics. Yeah, if you actually but they're listen. able to come over here, and we can stop them from coming no, over No, we here. can't. Come on. How are you going to stop them? Go ahead. Outline your plan. I think that the the... Uh, potential of building a wall in between us and Mexico <laughs> is a, a good, fresh start. You have no like, idea of look, what you speak. There's something much bigger than a wall that's between us and China, but we still have a huge immigration problem from China. It's called the Pacific Ocean, and those people people pay huge amounts of money to be, um, you know, shipped over here and like cattle and boats what, to, uh, <laughs> to have well, the freedom well, we that need, we offer. We need to. We need to first of all. We do need to build a wall between us and Mexico to Absolutely. stop. What exactly do you think that wall's going to stop, sir? Uh, illegal immigration. How is it going to stop illegal immigration? How's your wall going to stop that? Well, they would have to climb over that wall, wouldn't they? Oh no, no, no! Oh, they could. They, 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 you they seem to be digging under. Um, there's currently walls up, and there. Are, That's why we need to build them. it a hundred feet down into the ground. Huh? They're able to climb those walls, and that's what I would like to see stopped. And hmm. yes, they can build a wall that can't be climbed. Doesn't that bother? Doesn't it bother you a little bit? The idea that the United States, what at one time was the land of the free, will then have its own Berlin Wall, sir? Doesn't that bug you a little bit? Not since September 11th. You're what do you sick. Think, what do you think they told the Berliners? What do you <laughs> think on, the guys. What do you think Give they told the Berliners, you know the East Berliners? Hold on just a second. I, just answer this question. What do you think they told them when they were building the wall in Berlin, the ones that they were containing? Don't you think they probably told them we're doing this to keep out the we uh, have to the capitalists? We have the obligation to protect ourselves, and we have the obligation to protect freedom in this country. Unfortunately, we have to make hard decisions. One of them is to protect ourselves against people who would come in here as immigrants for the sole purpose of hurting our nation. So you want to protect freedom by destroying freedom, right? Well, I wouldn't say that it was actually destroying freedom, but until we can solve some of these problems with the Middle East, uh -huh. we need to stop <laughs> immigration from the Muslim You know nation. what, Joe? I, I know where you're coming from, and I, see, I, I understand the emotions that, uh, that you're feeling, 
But I, I'm not speaking from emotion. Uh, yes, you I'm, are. I'm You're scared. Fact You're scared. We need to rise above this idea that we need to leave our borders open. I don't know about you, Joe, but I feel freedom. like I feel like I've got a lot more to fear from the United States government than I do from anybody who's crossing a, a, a U.S. border. Then you weren't here September 11th. Absolutely, what? we were. Now, look. Well, you've missed a very important point. The fact is that they were here. Before September the fact 11th, is, September 11th happened because the United States government goes over into other people's countries and kills people, sir. That's why September 11th happened. It was a no, tragedy actually, indeed. That's not why it happened. It was a problem with Osama bin Laden. It was a personal vendetta against the Bush family and what? the conservative party. Have you actually heard what Osama bin Laden himself has to say about it? Yes, that was what he said. No, no, no. No, Osama bin Laden made it very clear. He struck on September 11th because the United States has been meddling in the Middle East affairs for decades, killing people, setting up dictators, doing all sorts of things that they they shouldn't be doing. How do you explain this? Explain what? Well, I, I just have to say that uh, before September 11th, Osama bin Laden had been threatening us. Okay, if the conservative party, you know what? Over... It's like you live in this little world where everything happened after September 11th, sir. I just told A you we've been screwing around in the, the Middle East for changed. decades. Thanks for the call. More on the way. 800-259-9231. This is your show. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That is the packet8.net toll-free line for you. 1-800-259-9231. You like the show? You want to help support Free Talk Live? Then head over and shop with us at store.freetalklive.com. Buy some Free Talk Live stuff. We've got Free Talk Live merchandise like T-shirts, uh, Free Talk Live branded hats. We've got uh, bumper stickers. You can find out how you can get a free Free Talk Live bumper sticker. If you go to store.freetalklive.com, we got flags and more. Store.freetalklive.com. Also, we ask that you buy all the other stuff you need in life at amazon.freetalklive.com because when you enter Amazon through amazon.freetalklive.com, Free Talk Live gets a percentage of your purchase. So get your shopping done, get it delivered to your door, probably with free Super Saver shipping, and help Free Talk Live out all at the same time. You know, Mark, we just got off the phone with uh, Joe calling from West Palm Beach. Mm-hmm. And it was hard to have a conversation with Joe because he just, you know, like you said, he was in seminar mode and he just wanted to get out what he wanted to get out and was making claims that, it, you know, it started out kind of interesting. Like he wasn't really a fan of the Republicans. He had, he, he had figured out that the Republicans had screwed their constituents with the whole Contract with America plan, the mm-hmm. idea that they were supposed to make government smaller, but they didn't actually do that. And then he just then he was just asking for the Democrats to enact his version of big government on the United States. He was complaining that the Republicans wanted uh, allegedly wanted smaller government, didn't give it to us, and then here he is asking for big government. He I, wants more border controls. 
you know, all they're going to do is hire more border agents, um, and then those agents are going to get paid off. So they're going to need a big crew right. of people to uh, investigate the agents, and then those uh, those agents are going to be paying off the investigators. So the investigators will need investigators. Uh, That's how it know, was in the Soviet Union. Yeah, you had to keep hiring new layers of uh, checks. There's all kinds of problems when you institute force. People are going to figure out ways to get around it. And let's not forget that once once you've got this huge Muslim scare that's that's so large that uh, we need a fence in order to keep them out of you know c- coming across the Mexican border, then you're going to have to do house to house searches or maybe um, oh you know random random stops. You know, Mark, I don't think I don't think people understand the principles that apply to government. Government programs. When government creates a new program, in this case the wall, the border wall, and that'd be their new little addition to uh, the security program that they have, mm-hmm. there are always unintended consequences. And we can predict what they're going to be. In many cases, uh, you can't predict them, but in, in some cases, you can. In this case, your silly little wall or silly big wall isn't going to do anything to stop immigration. It may slow down certain individuals, but then they're just going to get into the back of an 18-wheeler and pay off as many border guards as they need to pay off to get through the border, just like they do with thousands of pounds of marijuana today, just like they do with thousands of pounds of cocaine today. they got no problem getting that stuff through the border. Absolutely. These Border Patrol agents, what do they make, $35,000, dollars like a year, that, yeah. something like that? Um, you know, you get, a Mex- you get a bunch of Mexican people in who paid ten grand a piece in a... Uh, in, inside of a uh, semi truck, and and then you know what have you got? You got a million dollar truck sitting there. You got a hundred people on it. Government can't couldn't stop alcohol uh, being traded back in the days of alcohol prohibition. They can't stop drugs from being traded during this drug war, this insane drug war that we have. What makes you think they can stop immigration? You're living in a fantasy world if you believe that's going to be true. All that's going to happen is more expenditures, more money being spent, more of your tax dollars being blown on this stupid wall idea and more Border Patrol agents. And then they're going to have to continue to increase it. And as you say, it may even get to the point where they're invading your home homes looking for people they're already raiding businesses they're already cracking down on people's businesses they're going to make it mandatory you you think i'm joking they're going to make it mandatory for business owners to run checks on all of their potential employees you want to go get a job you're going to have to go in fill out your paperwork the business owner is going to have to run your name and social security number through a federal check in that if the feds don't say yes mark can have a job then mark you won't get a job. Well, what about the federal um, no-fly list that exists that exists right now? Mm-hmm. Well, there's people on that list. Most of the people, I would venture to say, on that list, people Shouldn't get confused. Um, you know, and there's nuns. We've seen nuns. We've seen they have the same name as a terrorist, and they can't get they can't fly. They just can't fly. So does that mean I'm just not going to be able to work because my name's similar to, or you for know whatever what, reason, my name has shown up on the federal no work list? You should appreciate that we don't have terror as a result of that. You sit at home, we'll send you a welfare check. Let's go to the phones. Let's talk to Dale in Miami, listening on WFTL. Hey, Dale, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. How you doing? Great. Hey, what's on your mind? Um, I'm talking about the border. Yeah. It's not so much the people crossing the border I got qualms with. My biggest qualms is with the Mexican government. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't mind people coming. If you, if American goes to Mexico, he can't even own property over there. I mean, it's not as easy. Even if he becomes mm-hmm. a citizen, mm-hmm. it's difficult for him to own property. My problem is, is that I don't mind people coming to my country. The thing is, don't bring what you ran from to America. Now, what are they bringing? Are you still there? What yeah. are they bringing? 
I mean, don't bring the tyranny that you run from to mm-hmm. America. I mean, whatever it is. Yeah, I absolutely can. I agree. With that. We've got enough tyranny here. I got a problem. Yeah, bring, I got a problem with government in general. And then, and then, for instance, like here in Miami, Miami, you know, I got a lot of Hispanic friends, and, and they're doing very good, and, and you know, they're very good friends of mine. They're good th- people. They're hard workers. I think that the Cubans are the best um, argument for immigration that we've got. Well, they're just citizens, but there are places in Miami, not all not all of them that way, but some places I go to Miami, if I, you don't speak no Spanish, you're toast. I mean, you're screwed, and they look at you like you're crazy. Why you don't speak any English? And these are major businesses. Right. Some places in Miami, they, they, they advertise only in Spanish. Well, okay. I, they, they absolutely you know, do, but most of their clientele is Spanish, too. Um, so, I mean, it well, makes sense for them to do that. And uh, the studies show that if people are uh, second and third generation uh, Americans, you know, chances are very, very good that they're uh, not only speaking English, but they're dropping their native tongue. I think what, it, what they need is so much a wall, they need to increase border patrols. It won't do and, any and, good, and, my friend. And, 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 more, and, and the problem is with Mexico. You know, I, I love my country, even though America is not perfect. No, it's not. Keep America, America. I, I agree. I think it's better than Mexico. In, but don't, don't, because, I mean, you look how, how previous uh, um, um, nations fell in the, in the past, is they let others come in and influence their culture in, in a negative way. And, uh, and they lost their identity, and they lost their nation. No, well, that, that's not what happened. Not um, if, if you're looking at Rome, that's usually the uh, the one that they that people point at. Actually, it was dictatorship, uh, a dictatorship that uh, ruined Rome. Yes, the Gauls came in and, and uh, knocked the legs out of it yeah. finally, but well, um, just, it was in fact big government that ruined Rome. And people like they bring in good, like foreigners, you know, like, like foreigners come in. I mean, the immigrants come in. They bring a lot of good ideas and philosophies in, and same thing with the negatives, you know. And, every, and, and all these countries like, you know, Cuba, whatever, Castro would have never got into power if it went for the people who put him in power. Hitler would have never got into power except for the people who put him in power. Well, now we're so talking about... The wrong, if you let the wrong people with the wrong ideology into your country, they can change the world you live in. But Castro yeah. was put into Good power by but the Cubans, Cuba. and Hitler was put into power by Germans. So, I mean, right. it wasn't the them letting people in. Well, and besides, the bad people are already in power here in the United States anyway, so I say let Power draws bad people. Yeah, it's the power that's have, the problem. You can, have, you can go from worse to worse, sir. But oh, Dale, absolutely. and that's where we're going. But we're going there with people who are already um, citizens of the United States. The people that are in government aren't immigrants. They're citizens of the United well, States, the and they're story, the ones the that are... The whole story is not being told. The whole story is the world hates the United States because we're the top dog right now. Actually, that's not we're true top, either. I don't know yeah, if I... Yes, it is. The, the Europeans Dale? used to... European white man used to be on top. The world, uh, wants, the world the hates European the United white States. The European on top one time, and he wants to be on top again. The, Europe, the, the world hates the United States government because they're imposing their way on the rest of the world. The world loves American food. The world loves American Hollywood movies. They love Britney Spears. They hate the government, and the government is the problem. Thanks for the call. We appreciate it. 800-259-9231. Let's go to Gene in Lakewood, Florida, listening on uh, WFTL. Hey, Gene, you're on Free Talk Live. Woo. Hey, guys, I see you still around. Here we are. <laughs> we're What's we're on hanging mind? out. I think I was your first caller. <laughs> well, you. from Florida, perhaps, but uh, what's uh, up? Well, what's up is that uh, this 90-year-old lady, uh, I would like to get a picture of her so I can hang it up on my wall here. She's kind of become my hero. The one that shot the three cops, you mean? Yes, sir, because uh, when you have somebody who has the presence of mind under an attack to do that and fire three shots and make three hits, that's that's supposed to be your hero. Especially at 90 years old. 
Yes, I've been in combat. I've never seen anybody able to do anything like that. Yeah, it's amazing that uh, you know that I, she must have heard or seen something ahead of time to think to. Uh, was a revolver just sitting there? It probably ready? was. She's scared, man. Can you imagine being 90 years old, living by yourself in a really, really bad neighborhood in Atlanta? Of course you I don't, don't have care. Hmm? I don't care if you have the gun in your hand and, and looking at the door when they break in. To get three shots off and make three hits yep. is amazing. <laughs> it really, you know, he's absolutely it, it right. He's right. It's not easy, especially when, I mean, it's easy to go to the gun range and shoot, but when that adrenaline is rushing, when that adrenaline is pumping through your veins, it's hard to keep that uh, gun aimed yes. correctly. Where can I get her picture? Uh, you know what? I don't have her name, but uh, if you well, shoot me an email, busy, I'll get that get for it. you, okay? Thanks, get Gene. Busy, we appreciate it, man. Help. Thank you, sir. 800-259-9231. Hour number three is on the way. This is the live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. If you're on hold, stay there. We will get to you. This is Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We're kicking off hour number three of the live Saturday edition. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free. 800-259-9231. That is the packet 8.net toll-free line for you. 1-800-259-9231. Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there, we give them away. Those other radio talk show hosts, they want to charge you for them. Well, it's all for free. freetalklive.com. we got to roll right into the phone calls here. People have been waiting patiently. Let's go to Joe in Wisconsin. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey, Joe. Hey, Happy New Year, Ian, Mark, and everybody. That's 20 days late, but hey, I'll take it. What's on your mind, Joe? I just had three quick comments, and then I'll get to my point. Uh, (laughs) This is for Joe in Florida. I believe him to be a little misinformed. Okay. uh, All the hijackers on 9-11 were legal immigrants. Putting a wall a 1,000 miles high wouldn't help. They all had passports. Number two, a wall does keep in as well as out. Yeah. Number three. The FBI's most wanted poster of bin Laden has no 9-11 link whatsoever. I mean, they have something about Kenya, but they really have no charges against him. Well, now, so. bin Laden himself has admitted some sort of uh, level of involvement with 9-11, uh, but nonetheless, he pointed out that the reason why he was involved was because he was tired of the United States uh, throwing their weight around around the world. Well, the FBI still doesn't have it on their link. If you go to FBI.gov, Fair enough. Uh, take mm-hmm. a look at them. But anyway, I'll get to what I was going to ask. Yes, about. sir. Since you guys are the constitutional gurus. Oh, please. I'm, wow. <laughs> there is a policy that is illegal as far as I can tell. It, the closest application that I can come to it would be a theft of service. But here's the thing. How can you have a theft of service from a public space utility? It's like somebody charging me for drinking water from a public fountain. Wait a minute. I missed something. What are you talking about? Uh, Well, I'll give you the situation. There are public access Internet kiosks that people are more than welcome to use. They have no notifications, no passwords, no nothing. Mm -hmm. People normally just walk up to them and use them. Where, Where? In Wisconsin? Uh, yeah, they're, it's on university, so it's public space, public okay. paid for, public everything. So, But the uh, authority from the uh, campus security has said that that doesn't apply to people that aren't students. Well, I am a student, but they weren't supposed to apply that policy to me. 
Now, here's the rub that they want. Hold on. What was the policy again? It's public access, but what was the policy? Uh, well, they quote it as anyone other than, and I read the policy, and it doesn't say that. It's anyone primary. other than students can't students, use... faculty, or staff are any, not meant to... They're not allowed to use the Internet access. Well, that's what they're saying. Okay. However, I, I have the policy right with me. I'm not going to read it verbatim, but it... It says nothing to that effect. It just says that the primary use is for those people. Okay. So I decided to be arrested under this, and they refused to arrest me under that, but they decided to charge me with disorderly conduct instead. Mm. What I want to know is because they didn't arrest me for that policy, I need to go step back from the disorderly conduct because it would have never happened. They would have said, well, yeah, you're good to go. We won't bother you about this. But instead, he wanted to read me a riot act about using the thing. And I said, okay, here's validation. You know, I gave like five sheets of proof that they needed. And the guy basically said, not good enough. And so he went off to uh, call for backup. Well, he didn't, he didn't think about it because disorderly conduct sort of a, a, a you know, it's, a, it's an easy charge that they can get away with. And a lot of them are dropped. I mean, if you take the well, case to any distance, they just they give up on disorderly conduct and, mm -hmm. you know, go their merry way. And well, I know about that. They're using this policy, though, as a fishing license. They're waiting until something else pops up. What I need to know is, for starters, how do I get it? challenged as a constitutional challenge to the policy whether you're going to have to call a lawyer on that i yeah. mean we're not lawyers my friend so uh, good luck and thank you for the call we appreciate it 800-259-9231 i got no idea no i, I it's going to cost you money i can tell you that yeah i don't even under, uh, entirely understand the situation it sounded like he was using the internet access the cops came up and harassed him for it mm -hmm. and uh, he showed him that he was a student and uh, maybe he got a little belligerent well, and he sounded like he was ready for it he said right. he had five sheets of paper to show them. Right, and I guess the cops figured he was belligerent and charged him with a D.C. Mm -hmm. And now he wants to take it on a constitutional basis. I wish him the best of luck. I just, you know, I can't make recommendations. Yeah. It's going to cost you. I hope you got some cash because the lawyer is going to cost you. And then there's, all, there's filing fees for lawsuits and oh, things yeah, like I that. And I, I remember uh, Dave Ridley here in the state of New Hampshire was slapped with a $125 fee for, uh, for holding a sign in a, uh, a government office here. And he went to court where they hit him with this fee. They said, yeah, you've got to pay this, or you can appeal. Well, the appeal costs more than the fee does. So why would anybody want to appeal? I mean, I didn't think you had to pay for appeals in the United States, but I guess you do. I, apparently the oh, tax yeah. money they're getting isn't enough to, to fund the court. Anytime you go to court and question, their, uh, question what they're doing, it's going to cost you money. Let's go to John in no tax land, wherever that is. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Yes. Hi, John. Uh, I, What's on your mind? I had quite a bit of involvement with this, and uh, to with answer the one with guy's what? question, well, with the tax situation and the courts and this and that, what you got to understand, American people's fools, our courts are not constitutional courts. They're courts of contracts. Hmm. And, uh, and that's why the case laws and things that. Our court system's changed back in the 30s. FDR, uh, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, sold out our court system to international bankers. That's the one thing the United States had that was different th than the rest of the world, was our court system. And it was constitutional prior to that. And remember back, I don't know if you remember or not, but the reading about the, we went through the Depression and blah, 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 and all mm -hmm. that. Well, he needed money to regenerate and start this country on a move because it was ready to fall apart, you know, economically. Mm -hmm. so, so he sold out to international bankers our court system. 
And after 1930, how, how does that happen? I mean, how how do you sell well, out Congress, the court system? Right, Congress. I think during a uh, Christmas break or whatever, is only like 13. I can't remember the exact numbers. There was a very small amount of uh, congressmen there in Congress, and they got sloughed through. There again, you got to understand what most of your uh, legislators are. They're lawyers. Yeah, right. Lawyers are um, officers of the court. In other words, they're licensed. It's true. Okay, you understand that. So they work for the government. That's right. Yes. They, yes. Yes. But how do and you it, sell out the court system? Like, how well, does that happen? People, um, if I, I know you probably don't want to hear this, but the Bible says that uh, people are destroyed from lack of knowledge. And what happens is uh, people uh, just say, "Let somebody else do this. I'll hire a lawyer to do this. I'll, you know, take care of it." Blah blah blah. Because our our system has gotten so complex that attorneys actually uh, control uh, what we do, how we live. And if you understand, when you were talking about our government, why it couldn't uh, protect itself, well, uh, we're, we're fast, fast uh, approaching world government. I mean super fast. And see, our, our country at one time had the right to protect itself under sovereignty. Any country did. Countries don't yeah. have rights, sir. Only individuals have rights. So they say. No, it's, so they say. it's true. We'll go back to history and see where, see where all this was uh, bought and sold at. The international bankers took over because they, they don't What did they about pay for the courts? That I couldn't tell you. Couldn't and tell you. what is the result? What has been the result of them? Well, our uh, tax code changed. If you if you remember, you know, like uh, licensing and things like that, ownership of guns. You know, they start taxing uh, uh, class three weapons and things like that, machine guns and things like this. Uh, uh, and that all has something to do with the court system. Yes, indeedy. And the yes, inter- indeedy. now, now um, I'm sure that you were, know the day before the courts were sold and the day after the courts were sold, things looked remarkably similar um, there yes, in the courtrooms. Very true. Very true. And so I don't. I don't know. It's a very is... slow assimilation because it, it takes a while for you. Just can't jam something down. Some isn't it just true, possible yeah. that I mean, isn't it possible that they're just doing whatever they want to do and none of these Absolutely. little one of you? No, it's, isn't it just possible that they just do whatever they want and the courts back them up? Why do you have to have Absolutely. this whole theory about them being sold? I mean, because people just don't understand well, that. Well, that's true. Um, and what's the relevance anyway? Gradually. I mean, if if what you say is true, then it's very interesting. I don't know if it's true or not, but to me it doesn't matter if it's true because the courts are misbehaving either way. The courts are Absolutely. screwing over the American people either way you look at it. True. Because it's hard after, um, well, when you were talking about money, uh, I think Nixon was the last one that made uh, ownership of gold, privately owned ownership of gold, illegal at one time. And uh, I thought he made it legal again. Illegal. I think, no, uh... I After, believe it's just the opposite. I, I didn't, th- Somebody made it legal again. It's very complicated because the government is entities. It, it is complicated, but government yes. is actually an entity made up of individuals who are trying to foist their way on others, Absolutely. and, uh, and, and they need to be stopped. Thanks for the call, man. We appreciate it. 800-259-9231. Yeah, interesting claims, but what's the, you know, what's the relevance? It doesn't seem to change anything. Not going to change the courts. That's for darn sure. More Not on the way. It's Free Talk it. Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's a live Saturday edition of the program, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That is the packet8.net toll-free line for you. 1-800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, we give them away. That does include updates. You get clued in whenever there's something fresh to announce about the show. If you're on the updates list... 
And you can get on it for free by going to updates.freetalklive.com. And what's your liberty issue? Is it the war on drugs? Well, register now for the February of 2007 New Hampshire Liberty Forum. Speakers are to include Jack Cole, the Executive Director of Law Enforcement Against Prohibition, as well as Rob Campia, Executive Director of the Marijuana Policy Project and New Hampshire residents who are working to end the war on drugs. Freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum for more information and to get registered. That's freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum. As we go to the phones, to the fun, let's go. Ladies first, Sissy in Indianapolis. You're listening on WXNT. Hi, Sissy. You're on the air. What's on your mind? Uh, Actually, I have have two topics. Uh, The first one is just, an inquiry, inquiry, sorry, yes. one here. Inquiry, and the second one is a passion. Uh, Number one. one <laughs> I'll, I'll let you know. I want to get to the first one first because it's so stupid and it just bothered me when okay. I read it. I read that four families are suing MySpace because yeah. their children were abused. Isn't mm-hmm. that absurd? Now, <clears throat> at what point did the parents lose their common sense? Uh, I think when they figured out that News Corporation has millions and millions of dollars. Yeah, that's, their common sense just flew out the window when they saw those dollar signs. Oh, did they go to the same school that paid the New Year's baby $25,000? I, I don't know. <laughs> Isn't it insane? We actually talked about that last night on Free Talk Live in that, uh, you know, it's a parent's responsibility to ensure that their kids are safe, not my space. And the kids met the strangers. They met the abusers. The kid overstepped the parents' authority when they walked out of that house, mm-hmm. actually before, when they made arrangements to meet the abuser. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, should News Corp sue the parents for negligence themselves? No, of course not. News Corp shouldn't sue anybody. They, they, the they, <laughs> News Corp wasn't harmed. It wasn't their kids. The judge yeah, should, I'm just being facetious. I the, mean, you know, yes. what goes around comes around. Sure. That kind of they thing. Should, they should, uh, the judge should just kick should be, it right out of the court. Yeah, courtroom. they should be laughed out of court. Yeah. Absolutely. Sorry. Absolutely, because responsibility starts somewhere. Okay. Number two. On to the second topic, which is my passion. I am a convicted felon who committed a crime 15 years ago. Okay. In 2007, because of, 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 of dictates that have been put into place, especially over the last two years because of the state of America, college educated, very well uh, defined in my employment role. Mm-hmm. And now I can't find a job. What was the crime, Sissy? It was dealing drugs. You've called us before, haven't you? Yes, I have. You've talked uh. to me before. I was going to ask you about that, too, because you asked me to join uh, something about the ladies, and I forgot what oh, it was. That's right. It's the Shrine of Female Listeners. You can go to shrine.freetalklive.com to okay. learn more about yeah, that. Yeah, I remember yeah. your story, and it was yeah, very sad. We, 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 need, we need to be heard. I have been working diligently in my community. It pains me when someone who has not paid their dues to society, who has entered our country illegally or acquired their records illegally, can be hired before me, who has a college education, who I has references in the community, who has paid my dues over and over. And all and you over did was just years. all you did 15 years ago was just supply people with what they want, what they wanted. You know, assuming you, she did it, you didn't hurt anybody. You just gave people a product that they, that was in demand. There's Not nothing to mention wrong the with fact that. that it was 15 years ago, and when I did it, I did it as a legal American citizen. Yeah, well, people do. People make mistakes, and unfortunately, the war on drugs has turned uh, has turned what is what is normally just an just a transaction between two people into a criminal transaction, and it's wrong. And people shouldn't be put in jail, and they shouldn't be punished for that. And now you're getting punished for the rest of your life with a felony conviction, and it's 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 it's, it's quite a tragedy. Just like a couple of weeks ago, when you got you guys talked about sex outside Nevada. 
Yeah, what well, with uh, prostitution? But uh-huh. the, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Not all um, sex is prostitution. Um, the 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 uh, thing that I have run up against, I don't remember if I cited this the last time I talked to you guys, mm. was there's a national pizza uh, uh, Italian food chain. Can I mention names? Uh, it's alleged. It's alleged. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, alleged Fazoli's wouldn't even hire me to pass out breadsticks. Amazing. And there is a from fifteen a, years ago. I mean, fifteen th- years ago, and I can't pass. There's a out lot of convicted sticks. felons out there working. Uh, yes, but those who want to continue on in their fields, mm-hmm. you know, there's a bad joke going on around there, out, on out there that most convicted felons end up selling cars. Well, guess what? I sold cars too, and most of the guys that were there with me were all convicted felons, but they were making <laughs> two thousand to three thousand dollars a week. So why'd you quit? Uh, the winter time came. Hard work. Yeah, I got you. Winter time came. I actually enjoyed it. I mean, what do you, you know, a lot of hours. What do you do I, now, sissy? Actually, now, and uh, this is for America to hear. I don't want to be America's darling when I say this, but I started my own business. Good, Good for you. you. That's the and, best way to do it, anyway. In starting my own business, I have also talked to people in my area about being able to get grants to hire convicted felons. And, you know, maybe not anybody that's a repeat offender or, you know, just got off the roll right. or anything like that, but those who are dedicated to bringing their lives back up to the standards from which they left. That's quite an awesome vision, and uh, best of luck with it. And check I in mean, with I've us again, I've got my Sissy. website up and everything, and I'm already working out in the community. I've been doing a lot of work since the last time I talked to you guys. And I'm dedicated to going on and making sure that we do not continue to live the stigma that society has uh, placed upon us I am glad because someone of some narrow-minded is, individuals. I'm glad someone is standing up for felons. I think that uh, once, you've, uh, once you have uh, served time and you are out, you should be a full, uh, full-on individual with full rights, again, including the right to bear arms as well. Sissy, thank I you. For the call, we really appreciate hearing from you, and thanks for continuing to listen to Free Talk Live. You know, why should she be out um, having served her debt to society? Why should she be out there and unable to arm herself and protect herself in her own home? Let's go to Hector in Florida. Oh, he just left. Let's try Jay in California. I believe listening on Radio Free Gilroy. Hello, Jay. Hey guys, how you doing? Great. What's on your mind? Very great. Hey, first of all, I mean, I'm totally on board, totally with you about small government. But one big problem is that a lot of people see government as a big sugar daddy. No, oh, yeah, they, they do. do. Once, once and people figure like out time, that they like can vote themselves all kinds of uh, benefits from the government, it's darn sure difficult to pry that bottle away from them. Well, listen to this. I'm not immigrant bashing, but I lived on the border for 12 years, and uh, I went to uh, rent a house, and the guy I rented it from was from south of the border. He'd, he'd uh, received uh, a full grant to go to college in the U.S., got mm-hmm. a 3% fixed rate on his house, and every month I get other stuff where... He was you know, getting the exemptions from property tax, and he and uh, as and also to the electricity rate was reduced. Man, how do I and, get some of that? Yeah, really. I mean, all this stuff I didn't even know existed. But that's the problem is that with a lot of the immigrants who come in, they're they're immediately directed towards these quote government programs, so mm. they're brainwashed. Yeah, thinking the government is great. And so, I mean, well, we've got to stop giving them government programs. Right. I the mean, problems with the government. Yeah, the problem is with the government programs, not with the p- people coming here who want to work hard and feed their families. Exactly, exactly. But how do you do it? That's the problem. Is, ah, I know. I have the, the answer. Is, is, is I have the answer. You do it by joining the Free State Project. You move to New Hampshire. You get active, and uh, you make government smaller. You get rid of welfare. And it is possible. It's something that we can achieve. You probably can't. You probably can't get away with it in California, though. If you stay there, you're screwed. No, no. But uh, you know, on one hand, too, though, we spend more money on on, on defense 
can erect it on, on public programs as well. So Yeah, but it doesn't but matter where they spend it. the money. The, it's the government, and they spend money poorly. So even if they're spending it on uh, welfare programs, they're just, they're just pissing it in the wind, essentially. It goes much right. better if you can spend your own money where you want to spend it. Give it to the charities that you think deserve it. And th- uh, Jay, thank you for the call. We appreciate it. More on the way. You take control of the airwaves. This is your show. It is Free Talk Live, 1-800-259-9231. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is a live Saturday edition. You bring up whatever you want. Toll-free number 800-259-9231. That's the... Packet8.net toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And for all your voice over IP needs, Packet8.net. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give away all the features there. There's the bulletin board system, over 160,000 posts, and a lot of people to talk to, over 1,300 of our listeners interacting there. It's all for free. bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. Let's go to the phones, to the fun. Let's talk to Gene, the Christian anarchist calling from Tennessee on the amplifier line. Hey, Gene. Well, hi, guys. Have you ever heard of Kill Dozer? Kill Dozer. What is that, a bad B movie? Sounds like a band. Actually, it's both. (laughs) Really? Yeah, it's a band and it's a bad B movie, and it's also the nickname given to uh, uh, a guy by the name of Marvin Heemeyer's uh, bulldozer that he built in Colorado in 2004 when uh, the city officials made him angry, and he went on a rampage crushing buildings Ooh, for yeah, I saw hours, that. And they couldn't stop him. And actually, he's on, he's in Wiki. There's a Wiki page on him, and there's some YouTube video of the uh, of the rampage he went on. And I think we're seeing a trend towards more and more people getting frustrated with this. Uh, oppressive government of ours. And That's an things. awesome video, by the way. I think, uh, Gene, you should post the link to that on our bulletin board system at uh, bbs.freetalklive.com because watching that guy just tear through buildings with that uh, bulldozer, the tank that he built, essentially, was just incredible. Yeah. And he's not the only one. There was uh, another guy several years before that who just got a, a standard front-end loader and uh, uh, went on a rampage with a front-end loader. I don't know if you've ever seen what how powerful those things are. I, I drove one a little bit up in Alaska. Oh, they're amazing. They are very powerful. <laughs> and um, anyway, I'm thinking with this tax guy in, uh, uh, you know, the Brown uh, the Brown case, I think that uh, with the people backing him up and the people getting fed up and frustrated with the IRS, that we're probably going to see more and more things like this going on. Um, I'm, I'm sorry to say that it's it's, starting to happen, but it's, I think it's a necessary uh, part of the evolution of, the, of our freedom in this country. We have been oppressed for too long. and uh, A lot of people do get frustrated, and when, the, and when they don't have a solution, the, only, the last thing that they can turn to is violence, and, and it's going to happen. It's not going to be good for those who decide to, uh, to make that choice, because inevitably if you use violence with the government, they're going to turn it back on you a hundredfold, and you're going to end up dead. It. Uh, but yes. if, but Gene, I mean, where do you think this is going to go if this does start to escalate? If they do go in and uh, take out Ed Brown and a few of his supporters who also happen to be armed, uh, then is is that going to inspire someone else to do something? I think it, it very well could start the ball rolling, and you're going to see you know assassinations and things of that nature in mm. the future. I of, hope uh, not. 
political parties who are uh, who are uh, not necessarily high political officials either because mm-hmm. they're the ones that are hardest to get a hold of. If people start getting assassinated, then what do you think the government's response would be to that? I mean, are we talking about a total police state lockdown? They will attempt to do that. Fortunately, the, the technology doesn't exist yet to do that, um, which is Seems why like they're trying. Seems like they're they coming can, close. They could, they could do checkpoints. I, they could I do think, house-to-house searches. I think if we wait 20 years from now and try it, it's going to be a lot harder because the technology will be there with the, uh, you know, they have all these new weapons now that uh, will disperse crowds with uh, with microwave radiation and the technology like the like the license plate scanning right. and the face recognition and all that stuff is going to be getting better and better and then pretty soon all the cars will have chips in them so you won't be able to drive anywhere without them knowing you know gene i I really hope i see where you're coming from but i hope you're wrong i hope that we can turn this around without violence i hope that it doesn't escalate in the way that you think it might i can definitely see what you're suggesting happening i can i can agree i can see that being a potential future for the united states because once the violence starts to escalate it probably won't de-escalate it'll continue like if they lock down martial law then people are going to get a little bit angry about that and they'll start targeting those who are uh, on the streets trying to lock us down and yeah, uh, that'll just like increase Iraq, it even more basically. yeah it'll, it'll be, be like, like Iraq. Iraq yeah yeah it's um, not a not a very pretty vision it's not an america that i want to live in but uh it's you're certainly pretty, right. right it could happen everybody everybody should stock up Gene, stock thanks. up on what uh, bullets stock up on whatever you want you fill in the blank <laughs> Stock up on bullets, um, food, that sort of thing. Bury an AK-47 in the backyard. There's fill no a, better fill gun a to bury. Full of solid gold cougarans. Can food ready. And and then some uh, and then more. I got my liberty dollars. There you go. Gene, thanks That'll for the call, work. man. As always, we appreciate it. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. It's a scary vision, Mark. It is a scary vision. I I sincerely hope we're a ways off from that. I mean, I. <sighs> I don't know. The the AK-47 buried in the backyard, not me. Yeah, I don't know if I would want mine buried in the backyard. That's only if you uh if they're doing house to house searches, right? Like if you they're doing have, You got to know where one is, you if know. They're, if they're doing house to house searches, they have one in the house too and then one buried in the backyard. There you go. That's the plan. That's where you bury the, the your your gold pieces as though I don't know. It's a it's a really scary idea though what he's saying and and I can see it being a reality in the United States. But I don't know how widespread it would get. Like, can you imagine just for a moment if that's what happened? If, for instance, they go and they take out Ed Brown and some of his supporters, some people retaliate with, uh, like, an assassination campaign. Uh, I mean, That's essentially a, what Timothy McVeigh did um, with the uh, the federal building bombing. Yeah, but that was just more of a mass destruction sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Gene was suggesting assassinations, like just th- taking out... Uh, police chiefs and uh, political people, politicians. I don't see it coming to that. I don't see it coming to that either. I'm just asking you to envision that happening. And how would people respond? Because if you start, if if people start getting taken out, then they're going to want to control the the um, populace even more. Sure. Then they which, crack down, which would you know, which escalate could escalate. The but the question is, how many people would go? Uh, would actually be fed up with that situation to escalate? Mm-hmm. Would it be a very minor percentage? I would think it would be like one percent of Americans uh, that would actually take arms up against the government. I can't see most American uh, people doing anything against the uh, their overlords. You know, one percent of the American public taking up arms against the government would bring the government down. You think so? Absolutely. Really? Because how many of the government agents are going to want to fight and die? Right. 
I mean, that's a lot of people. One percent. I mean, they would have to be organized. That's a good point because if you look at uh, if you look at Iraq, where there are the uh, the insurgents, right? You've got the insurgents, and mm-hmm. then you've got the people that which are... I would not say is one percent of the Iraqi population. It's more although, than that. Well, you know they. You know, as a matter of fact, the Sunnis and the uh, Shiites have been polled, and and they're above seventy percent that think it's a good idea to use bullets to get Americans mm-hmm. out of um, Iraq. So you might be right. Well, my point was going to be, you've got the insurgents who are essentially threatening the Iraqi police forces, mm-hmm. and they're saying, "Hey, you come to work today, we'll kill your mother. You come to work today, we're going to kill your daughter." Right? Yeah. And who wants to come to work? I, I'm not going. Not me. I, the donuts are good and everything, but I'm <laughs> I'm not showing up. And so that's, I mean, we've seen evidence of people that are people that are willing to use violence against authorities, so-called, have actually had some effect in Iraq. I'm not endorsing it. I'm not advocating it at all. I just wonder what the uh, the response would be like here. Would you be able to keep the police sitting at their uh, sitting in their homes just simply by threatening them? I don't know. There would have to be there'd have to be a huge paradigm shift here here in America for anything like that to occur. What do you I mean, mean a huge paradigm shift? The, the United States government's rule over America appears to be legitimate to most people. Yeah. Um. And I have to say that it. To, you know, we elected them. I mean, there's a certain legitimacy. I to didn't it. elect them. Well, the American people did. Um. There's a certain legitimacy. Some of the American people. Would you agree people. that there's a certain legitimacy? I would agree that a minority of the American people elected those people. Apparently, you wouldn't agree that there's any legitimacy. And there's no legitimacy whatsoever to men uh, toting guns, throwing orders around. Yeah. The, now, people believe the government's well, legitimate. You and I part ways. The, the people believe the government's legitimate. The vast majority of Americans certainly do believe it, but that's because the government's done a brilliant job of brainwashing the American public. It, the, the government runs the schools. Yes, yes, they do. So the government has educated most Americans, indoctrinated them, if you ch- uh, would prefer that term, into believing that government is good, government is necessary, and government is legitimate. When and that it fact, can actually solve problems. When, in fact, it is none of those three and cannot solve problems and indeed makes those problems worse. Most of them. Violence isn't the answer, but it's certainly interesting to think about what would happen if it came to that. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. What's your vision for the future of America? The future of freedom in America. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. I know what the future of booze in Georgia is. We'll tell you about that on the way. This is your show. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is the final segment of the live Saturday edition. Just enough time for your call if you make it now at 800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And we invite you to our website at freetalklive.com. Enjoy all the features you'll find there. They are completely free. Though we do ask that you voluntarily support the show by becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier. Head over to amp.freetalklive.com today and learn more about the AMP program. It stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. Over 320 of our listeners have become Free Talk Live amplifiers. The concept is simple. Um, considering we give everything away on our site for free, this is a voluntary option above and beyond all of the free stuff on our site. It's 3 bucks a month. That's all we're asking for. You send us the 3 bucks a month. We turn it around into promoting Free Talk Live and getting our show on more radio stations around the country, getting more Internet listeners on board with the program, and thereby spreading the message of freedom and liberty as far and as wide as possible. So if that uh, sounds like a good idea to you, then you should head over to amp.freetalklive.com today. That's amp.freetalklive.com. What do Adam Smith, Karl Marx, and John Maynard Keynes have in common? Well, they're the subject of laissez-faire books, January Lysander Spooner Award winner. In this book, Mark Skousen turns his eye on the three most prominent figures in economics. Check out The Big Three in Economics and other books 
on books and videos on liberty at lfb.com. That's laissez-faire books, lfb.com. To the phones, to the fun. Bill in Indianapolis, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello. Hi, guys. Hey, Bill. I, I love your show. Thanks. Thank you. What's on your mind? I want you to explain to me again on your your position on immigration. I didn't. I don't think I understand it. Okay, it's uh, it's pretty simple. Liberty and freedom. Um, in a free country, people should be free to cross borders, both in and out, without having to bow down to some government bureaucrat. Okay. Well, the only thing I'm I'm a little afraid of is, what do we do when we have a 150 million people in the United States speaking Spanish that we can't, you know, deal with. What, we what do you do then? Um, and that's well, not a concern. As Mark pointed out earlier, over two, three generations, two generations usually, they're completely fluent uh, in English. It's just a myth that people come here and continue to speak their original language. There are some examples that you can pull out. For, for instance, go to Little Italy. Go to Chinatown. There's people there that don't speak a word of English, and they manage to get by. So I'm not too concerned with that. And if people want to move here and move into an enclave together where they speak their own language, who am I to say um, they shouldn't? Okay, but now what happens when they, 50 or 60 or 100 years or whatever it takes, they get a, um, you know, a natural-born citizen. Obviously, they'll be having, you know, a Mexican person born here in America. One of the immigrants has children, and he grows up, and he, he gets enough support, obviously, because you have multi-millions and millions of Mexicans, and he mm-hmm. runs for president. And get about half of them into Congress, and they decide. You know, you know how you don't like the bureaucrats. Yeah. They decide with one stroke of the pen that now we shall all speak um, Spanish. This is now, you know, going to be taken. I just got this fear that down the road, and I probably won't live to see it. Thank goodness, and you yeah. probably won't either. But what would happen if, like, they wanted their ultimate destiny was to like take over the country? It sounds, it sounds awfully paranoid. I mean, um, I don't think that it, the Mexicans have any more uh, desire to take over the country than we have a desire um, to take over a country. All they want to do is feed their families and make some money. Right. Um, now, I would say that you can find some organizations within the Mexican uh, you know, people that have immigrated here that are probably like anti-hate hate groups in response to hate groups. I mean, if I was vilified and hated the way that Mexicans in this country are vilified and hated... I might, you know, return some of that hate back. Besides, you know? b- pure speculation about what might happen 50 years down the line is not justification for restricting pre- uh, people's liberty, and, uh, and and it's just no, there's just no excuse for that. Also, you have to remember this: um, if we get to the point where I have what I would like to see happen in this country, then uh, we're going to have very, very small government because right now the INS or ICE or the Immigration Departments they're not going anywhere in the, this current government that we have. But if people who think like I do get in charge, and we abolish the immigration bureaucracies uh, bill, then in that case, going to be such, there's going to be such small government, they're going to put pictures of the government on milk containers because <laughs> it'll be lost. Like, there won't be a government for anyone to take over anymore. At and, that Bill, point. just to set your mind at ease, okay. Benjamin Franklin um, expounded in 1751 about how the Englishness of America was being lost to the Germans in Pennsylvania. Now, we can look yeah. back uh, about 250 years, and, um, or 250-plus years, and we can see how much of the Englishness was lost to the Germans. For instance, when somebody sneezes, sometimes I hear somebody say, Gesundheit. Oh. Good Lord! Our culture! We've lost the culture! The English culture's been destroyed by the Germans! Bill, we're short on time. Thanks for the okay. call. Call us Thank again you. sometime, man. 800-259-9231. Let's go to Mike in Arizona. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Mike and AZ. Hello. Hello. Hey, you're on. What's on your mind? Well, this is Mike here. I live in Mojave County, Arizona. Yes, sir. 
I'm with the uh, Mojave County Minutemen. We had a big meeting today in Kingman. Yeah. Okay. And we talked about illegal immigration and the uh, side issue was the U.S. Constitution. And then we came back around to this man in New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. You know, the holdout. The yeah, guy Ed there. Brown. Yes, sir. And uh, there's a lot of people talking about this here in Mojave County. It's big talk here. And we're trying to follow the story. And there are people here that would like to go there and help him. Wow. And I'm trying to get up updates on this. Can I get any kind of an update on what's going on there? Uh, the latest is he's asking for people to come to his house and uh, and help him out. You can go to nhfree.com and uh, and learn more. That's N-S? N-H, as in New, New Hampshire. Hampshire. NHfree.com. Yeah, that, that's NHfree.com. that's where all the action's going. But you're going to have, uh, if you go there and tell them you're part of the Minuteman Project, you might encounter some people that will get into a debate with you. Thanks mm-hmm. for the call. We appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. Let's go to Marshall in Indianapolis, listening on WXNT. Hello, Marshall. Yeah, hello. What's hey. on your mind? Uh, i got to think about Iraq. Okay. Now, long t- okay, the whole thing about Iraq for me is uh, I've been in the service. And there was a long, before there was collateral damage, uh, we went through, I mean, there was, there, Iraq would have been over with two days after it started. If what? If what now? Before collateral damage. Oh, before uh, before the terminology collateral damage and before the yeah, media before, was covering yeah, and those kind of things. Yeah, before everything else. It well, was I think Iraq was over pretty. Iraq was over pretty quick. The I war mean, was over if fast. If we'd have pulled yeah. our troops out, of, if we'd have, if we'd pulled our troops out, at mission accomplished. It would have been a mission accomplished. It would have been all over. But we stayed and tried to put a government back in place and and deal with these people whose lives we had ruined. And that's where it all went to but hell. See, we, st- we still any, any war we've ever been in, we we rebuilt the cities. I mean the country anyway. Uh, anywhere? Think about it. Japan. Yeah, okay. Uh, Germany. Mm-hmm. Well, we you know, Europe. I mean, Europe we rebuilt. Uh, everything else we rebuilt. It's insane. I mean, it's insane to go to war I mean, and not, why, why not, not Korea I mean, and not Vietnam. I mean, if, we, if we're going to tear it up, then, I mean, we're going to tear it up anyway. Uh, why not just go and tear it up and rebuild it? Well, well why why should I pay for the uh, rebuilding or the tearing up of? Yeah, we shouldn't well, be doing we, either. We're over there anyway. We're losing people over there anyway. We're losing lives. We what? We, we just lost need to five come more home. today. Yeah, Wait, if we, we pull them all back, yeah. we're so, lose I mean, more lives. So, so why uh, why are we still losing lives over there? Um, I, I think get about 150 B-52s and line up Yeah, that's not the answer. Violence has never solved problems. The answer is to not go in the first place, to stay home yeah, and defend been, America. Thanks for the call. Right we appreciate now. it. Short on time, mm-hmm. 800-259-9231. we got to get to Mark in Indianapolis listening on WXNT. Hey, Mark, you're on Free Talk Live. Uh, greetings, guys. Hey, dude. Hey, what's on your mind? Uh, yeah, I'm just calling about Mr. Green in the van. Hey, we've come full <laughs> circle. The first story we talked about. What about Mr. Green? He's a... Uh, just another example of uh, overzealous government in your face. Yep. And this is just the sort of thing that we need to stop. The government, I think, in cases like this, is just testing the water to see how much crap they can get away with before sure. people get tired of it. Yeah, and they will get away with it. Because it sounds like Mr. Green's just going to move on and find another place. And, uh, Who would want to deal with it? Everybody's no, I think gonna... I'm going to go over there and I'm going to talk to the... Uh, that's just a mile or two from my house. I may stop in and talk to those guys and encourage them to stay. Excellent. Encourage let... them to stand up and fight this nonsense. I, th- I hope you do that and let us know what happens, all right, Mark? <laughs> all right, I'll thanks, do that. Thanks for the call, man. Stand Eight. up and fight for your right to live in a van. Well, you know what? It, I agree. I'm just saying that it's, it's, you know, it's, it's going to be something difficult to get people yeah, to that's fight. where he wants to live? Then he should be able to I live concur there. completely. As far as I'm concerned, he could dig a hole in the ground. Governor Sonny Perdue in uh, Georgia, I, since I sold the story, I want to at least get it out there. 
He says he doesn't support letting Georgians vote on the question of allowing Sunday beer and wine sales at grocery and convenience stores. God knows they shouldn't have a say in their own government. Speaking on Atlanta radio station Q100, Purdue said the proposal before the General Assembly to allow such sales is going to have a tough time. I don't support that, and I don't know whether it will pass the legislature or not, but it will have a pretty tough time getting the last vote. And, of course, that's his vote. Mm. Uh, if the House and Senate pass the bill allowing local voters to approve such sales, the governor can and will veto it. He says, think of it this way. It really helps you plan ahead for the rest of your life. Buying on Saturday what? rather than Sunday. Time management. <laughs> you know, that's a really great way to, uh, you know, hinder people from doing what they want to do in their lives. I mean, what a crappy thing to say. By the way, he's a religious conservative who doesn't drink and has vetoed several alcohol bills in the past. So How come Jesus could drink and the religious conservatives aren't going to? I don't know, but he wants to uh, enforce his particular viewpoint on what's right and what's wrong on every person in Georgia, even though polls are showing that 68% statewide and 80% in metro Atlanta favor allowing their communities to just vote on the question. Of course they do. But he doesn't care. No, he could care less. Because he's in charge. He's got power. And we're done for tonight. It's been Ian here with you. And Mark. We'll see you online between now and Monday night on our website at freetalklive.com. And wishing you the best of weekends. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com.